Hello and welcome to The Ripper, The Teller and The Gremlin. We are on episode 11. 11 is my favourite. Yeah, not 10. Not 10. And I'm, I'm really happy because I get to open 11 and 11 is my favourite number. Ooh. So, yeah, it's my, it's my fa- all-time favourite number, which no, don't ask me why. No? What? My stupid. <laughs> Transform. Well, number 11 just turns into a truck. And yeah, yeah. 11 a prime number. So it's just another reason to love it. So... Ooh. So yeah, anyway, so uh, let's get started with our 11th episode. So starting with uh, the news, I'm going to do my news first. Um, First, I wanted to talk about um, something recently shown um, that I'm a massive uh, fan of its series in a way. I've never actually played this game, uh, Demon's Souls. So the remake is coming out um, supposedly this year and we saw the first gameplay showing and it looked incredible or to me yeah. it did no honestly um, i, I, I don't really like those games but even i was watching it and mm-hmm. i went you know what this looks really fluid and yeah. yeah like graphically um and even like some new animations have been added but mainly graphically it just looked really good it looked next gen and as i always go on about if you listen to the podcast this is what i want from a remake if you compare the original game to the current game like the the remake uh it's a huge huge generational leap and that's what i want i don't want some texture upgrade that is essentially the same game so you're saying you want effort (laughs) exactly i want effort i don't want developers to just get this easy money payoff where they charge 40 pound for a 10 year old game that has new uh, textures i want a full remake like they've done and like um the recent resident evil series have been doing um Mm. But yeah, so I watched this trailer and I was like, wow, this looks good. Um, <laughs> and like I said, I've never actually played Demon's Souls, but I'm a massive fan of all the Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Sekiro so, and all the other FromSoft games. How do, do you know how they connect, Bradley? Or... So Demon's Souls doesn't, in, in, from what I know, actually connect to the other Souls games. It just has a, sim, you know, a similar name. Um, but yeah. There probably is some fan theories around how it connects, but in terms of um what the like outright you know is this connected i don't think they actually do um compared to like dark souls one two and three connecting um but yeah so i watched this trailer or you know this gameplay trailer and um i was like wow this looks this is just what i want and then i get the the holy grail of news at the end of the trailer saying it will be on ps5 and pc and i was like this is beautiful Yeah, exactly. I was like, thank you, Sony. (laughs) And then, less than a day later, it is revealed that this piece of text at the end was actually down to human error and was not meant to be there. Oh, way! And it is only coming out on the PS5. (laughs) And my last point of this piece of news is, now I am sad and I hate Sony. (laughs) Yeah, I, I literally. Why would they do this? Why it's a market for that type of game on PC as well? Right? Exactly. They've said they want to bring their games to PC. Uh, they've they've also like you know, someone had the information that it was going to be on PC. So clearly they have a version available or or something to do with that. Unless it was literally down to some marketing guy that had literally no idea. But in my opinion, it was probably down to um, the developers putting that in and then. Sony being like, no, that's not true. Wonder um, if the Activision guy again. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just really disappointed that I mean Sony could have literally 
you know, rode this and been like, oh, wow, everybody's really excited now. Let's just pretend that wasn't an error. But no, they've just outright less than a day later been like, nope, that was a mistake. You're not getting it. <laughs> and I, I, I literally, I can't watch that gameplay without hating it Aww. because of how good it looks. And it just really bugs me that hopefully it will be some sort of timed exclusive. But you know, in Sony, you know, it could be yeah, years maybe and not. years before I get it on PC. So, yeah. I mean, I know you guys aren't really uh, Dark Souls and FromSoft fans, but like you said, you kind of saw how good it looks. So you can see why yeah. being a fan, yeah. how upsetting that is to get that that little, you know, carrot on a stick <laughs> dangling. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, uh, I think I've got more into those, that genre of games just from listening to you talk about it. And, uh, cool. you know, like I really want to do uh, Mortal Shell because um, mm-hmm. it's so cheap and every time I look on the store I think about getting it um, yeah, and definitely. like you say I watched that gameplay trailer and I wasn't expecting much wasn't particularly bothered but I watched it and for some whatever reason my brain just went that looks cool I'd like to play mm-hmm. that and usually yeah. I'd be like I'd rather die but You'll be amazed to hear me say this Bradley but I thought the exact same thing I watched the gameplay trailer <laughs> and I was like this is mesmerizing. And I was like, it just day. so gorgeous. And I was watching what? it. I was like, I literally was like, I don't care how difficult this game might be. It looks I want so it. good. Like, and I, and I, do you know what? It actually makes me think I, if I do end up with a PS5, I might actually just get it and give it a go. Cause it I does hope really, you do. At the same good. time, I hope you don't. We must boycott Sony after this. Okay. <laughs> this oh, well, and spend just 70, 70 big ones. Yeah. On 70 big well. ones on it. Yeah. For a game I might uh, yeah. love and hate. <laughs> But um, I'm glad you also think it looks good. I, I'm just so sad. But <laughs> moving on, before I have a little cry, um, to a really pe- a big piece of news, to be honest. And I'm, um, I'm glad I got to talk about this one. Um, Microsoft has recently closed a $7.5 billion purchase of ZeniMax. Um, and if you're unsure of what ZeniMax is, it is a parent company of many different um, subsidiaries, including Bethesda Softworks, ID Software, and Arcane Studios, just to name a few. And if you don't know what they do, um, I'm quite—I'd be quite surprised. But they, um, Bethesda, make Fallout and uh, The Elder Scrolls. ID Software make um, Doom, and Arcane are known for Dishonored. So, some huge names, yeah. really. The, the list of what they've acquired just goes on and on, mm-hmm. and on yeah this is just like a, a small segment of some of the big names but yeah. and, to, and to put it into perspective names. this is almost twice what disney play paid for the star wars license which is insane you know, incre- yeah it, it is just insane to think how big star wars is to and to acquire that as as their rights and you know just to have this this company called zenimax that i'm sure a lot of people wouldn't have heard of and then have heard of all their subsidiaries mm. um but yeah th- i mean but looking at this from a business point of view this could mean huge huge exclusives for xbox um yeah. depending on how they want to play it I'm, so I mean, yeah. spencer had sort of said didn't he uh he was very cryptic in his in his in the comments around this because he said mm-hmm. we want to push for player choice for players to have the freedom to play on whatever they want so yes. part of me, we've talked on this podcast before about him saying he'd have Game Pass on Sony. Mm-hmm. So part of me kind of feels like is is this going to be a big bit in their in their leverage in their sort of right. in Sony's arm to be like, hey, 
these can be exclusives for us, but if you agree and you, you put can Game, have it on Pass, Game Pass, then you can have them. Wow, so that like, was, so, that's a big play. Win, that's a big player move. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that, you know, theory crafting, but we know he Yeah, won. no, it, exactly. It makes sense. But this doesn't, so correct me if I'm wrong, but this doesn't mean that they are only exclusive to Xbox from now on or not? So, no, it, it's not like a guarantee. Xbox now has the the rights to do whatever it yeah, wants. For me, my instant thought when you said that, the first thing I really thought about was um, Deathloop for PlayStation. So they've RCR confirmed came. that the pre-arranging deals with Sony yeah. are still going ahead. So right. Deathloop we'll and happen. another game, I can't think of the name of, who were meant to be going to Sony are still going to Sony. Right. But they're After that. timed exclusives. Right. Okay. So they were going to Sony for a certain amount of time and then you right. could get them everywhere else. Right. Okay. Um, but they're still doing that from the sound of things. Okay. That's but Xbox will own those IPs. Right. So it's this weird thing that you, you'll boot your, so you'll boot your PlayStation up and it will say Xbox before saying the studios. That's so, so strange. How weird is that? Yeah, that is a bit weird. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. It's just obviously wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to lose out on that game because I'm way too excited. <laughs> no, yeah, you'll be fine for that. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought it was just a PlayStation yeah, so exclusive, I. but I saw a video this morning saying there's a big misconception about this game. It's just a timed exclusive. So it will still come to Xbox. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and so speaking about Game Pass, um, one of the things they've actually said is Bethesda Softworks titles will be coming to the Game Pass. Madness. Um, yeah, and that's not to say that the rest of the Zenimax um, subsidiaries won't also come to Game Pass, which are some huge AAA names, really, um, that we could just instantly come onto Game Pass when they release. The new um, Doom. New yeah, exactly. <laughs> Elder Scrolls. Starfield. Which is crazy. And we always talk about the value of Game Pass on this bod- uh, podcast, and it, it literally is just getting more and more value every time we mention it. <laughs> and I reckon you'll see all their old games on Game Pass as well. Mm. All mm-hmm. their back catalogue will probably go on Game Pass. This is yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, Microsoft just throwing out the cash. I've always said it. They don't um, get their own exclusives they just pay for someone else's to be their exclusives <laughs> um, which i'm fine with you know if they're if they're willing to throw around the money i but i mean my last point on this was i'm so glad that sony didn't get their hands on it <laughs> just, was this a little because, for the thing before yeah literally it's like well if you're not going to give me demon souls no it, it's it is like that though um what happens if sony gets it and then they're like oh pc you can't have doom you know and i'm yeah. gonna be like oh what? god wow exactly so like Oh, you can't have the next Elder Scrolls. It's Microsoft, like, hey, you can get all this on PC as well. Because- yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is why I'm really happy that Microsoft got it, um, and not, you know, someone that's going to just betray me and, and, and the- betray you. <laughs> and before you, that's, move that's on- how I see it, Sony. <laughs> there, there is one thing I have to say that made me so excited. So obviously they've got Bethesda now. They mm-hmm. also have Obsidian, which obviously right. formed out of you know, a lot of the original creators of the Fallout series. And they've also got In Exile, which is also formed out of loads of creators of Fallout who made Wasteland 3, which is actually on Game Pass at the minute. And it's awesome. Um, So basically they've got like the free, you know, inheritors of RPG greatness. And this also means because Xbox technically now own all the IPs, they can go to Obsidian and go... 
here's the Fallout license. Make for make New Vegas too. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. It's literally. I saw a meme and it cracked me up so much. It was literally. It was Phil Spencer and it was Obsidian and it went Uncle um, Uncle Phil. I want to play with Fallout now. And then it was like him taking Fallout <laughs> away from Bethesda and giving it to um, to Obsidian. And then brilliant. Bethesda just being like, okay. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so, cool. yeah, so not much more we could say about that. Obviously, we've got to kind of see what um, Xbox or Microsoft want to do with um, with their new licenses and see how it goes from in the coming years. It's um, a big win, though. Big, big. Yeah, a huge win, huge win for their business. Um, but yeah, so moving on. Um, and I haven't got an official corporate beef this week, um, unfortunately, but I have something close to it. You got um, as much as you could to corporate. Beef. Yeah, I've got I've got some form of you know slight corporate disagreement. Um, it's more of corporate story. pummeling, to be honest. Um, so a, a recent report has actually revealed that uh, the recent Immortals: Phoenix Rising changed its oris- original name uh, of Gods and Monsters because of copyright disputes, uh, and so the copyright disputes were actually from this claim. Uh, from get this monster energy the drink okay and the reason is likely due to monster having ties to the gaming scene um especially with sponsors and um advertisement and all that yeah advertisement and with like event type things like you know call of duty xp probably I'm halo sure probably done it. yeah um so they have these tires and they basically think that this game will essentially you know confuse people and tarnish their name um and yeah and so we we know the end of the story is that we now have immortals phoenix rising with its awful name and it has felt wrong yeah and and my question is just why did you be just back down so easily apparently (laughs) they just didn't want the the money the the litigation the court battle yeah they would have won most lawyers agree because it's exactly because the amount of like IPs with the word monster in it, Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter, yeah, yeah, literally. Like, I'm sure we could find loads more. And the, the I mean, films, books, like, there's so many with with monster related. Did, did you um, see the shade that Ubisoft threw at them? No, no, did they? Oh my god, it's hilarious. I, I, they basically said in in this re- response to them, they basically said, "Don't worry, your company's so small and minor that." no one would really ever get our product confused with yours. <laughs> Basically called them really <laughs> insignificant. And it's literally the most bitchy and funniest response from a gaming company. <laughs> and yet they still back down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it because the court fees would have been quite a bit. I get it. But why pick Immortals Phoenix Rising? Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix Rising. Like, why pick that? I mean, Gods and Monsters was a decent name. Yeah, exactly. I think that would have been a really decent name as well, considering the Greek mythology. There you go, Ubisoft. (laughs) Chris has just just done your job for you. (laughs) Third change, please. (laughs) (laughs) No one's going to know what this bloody game is by the time it comes out because it's going to change the name again. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, (laughs) Immortals, Phoenix (laughs) Rising, Gods and Monsters. Assassin's Creed, Immortal Rising. <laughs> Phoenix God, a monster. 
but yeah so that is all from my news and i believe jack has something he would like to yes talk about. i do um i have four pieces of news today because they're all very short he's a pieces whore. yeah no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um we're gonna just rattle through these because they uh, there's not too much to say about each of them we'll start with a negative one um and then hopefully the rest will be quite positive um nice. so the first one I'm going back to, which will be the second time I've spoken about this in the news segment, uh, Uncharted, the movie. Uh, we finally had some set photos uh, been released and it doesn't look promising. <laughs> um, so, so, do you remember? We were cast, positive on this. Cast your mind prior. back. Now, Tom Holland, I still think is a good casting and I still think he could do this role some uh, real justice. However... Do you remember us talking about Marky Mark, Mr. Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> being cast as Sully? And I yeah, said, I yeah, wasn't yeah. sure how to feel about this. Well, there's some set photos going around and there's a couple of um, Tom Holland uh, and he looks, you know, he's got some dirt on him and things like that. And he's in the jungle gear and that. And, it, you know, it looks cool. Um, I'll buy him as a young man. I'll buy it, yeah. I No, Mark Wahlberg as Sully, I'm not buying it. Number <laughs> one reason. Um, there's a picture of his face and there's no facial hair. He's, he's just Mark. He's clean shaven. He's just he looks work. like he's going to an award <laughs> ceremony. Yeah, like he looks like he's going to the Oscars. And people have gone off about it saying like... Yeah, fam- Sony fanboys have gone insane. So, yeah, like saying like, if any, like, why has I mean, he not got it, a beard but... and a moustache? Like Sully has a moustache. <laughs> like even even like a little shadow, like a beard, like a, you know... A Maybe they'll reverse Superman it. Yeah, and CGI, CGI on. On, on a moustache. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but... It's just not the casting I wanted, and I can't understand what I know they want a big name. It's the big name, yeah. But why would they is. put him as Sully? Like I could, I couldn't top of my head, so I'm not going to embarrass myself now. But in my mind, I can picture so many other actors who I can't place the names of right now. Yeah, but that would look good as Sully. I would have King Agamemnon, Agamemnon from Troy, actor. I forget his name. Yeah, I know big fat guy. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's plenty of guys out there that like older guys as well. So it was very specific. <laughs> He's, I agree, though. He's a great actor. Yeah, he is good, is, yeah. Like, even someone a bit more old and rugged, like someone like um, Michael Irons... Uh, not Michael Ironside. <laughs> he would be called Sully. <laughs> he's but, actually, yeah, but no, he's but too bald, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. yeah, but like someone... Oh, I can't remember what that guy's name is. But they're, they're, I'm sorry, I just don't get it. And I get that... Drake, What's he been in? You, the um, guy who was um, Alfred when Ben Affleck was Batman. Michael, oh, um, isn't it Michael? Isn't it? Isn't it's, it? it's Michael Irons, isn't it? Or... Oh, yeah, Jer- no, Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Irons. Jeremy Irons. Yeah, even he would look as better. Oh, yeah, as Sully he can than, grow uh, uh, a tash as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, but there's there's so many guys out there that could have done this role um, and probably done it really well. And he's supposed to talk quite rugged and like he smokes a lot. And you know, um, I just don't see Mark Wahlberg playing that character. He's just playing himself. Yeah, and I've got nothing wrong with that. No, I understand why people are pissed about it. I, I. You know, I've played the whole franchise and I love the franchise so much. And I'm a bit disappointed that it's him. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he won't do good as in the role. Maybe his character will become really likable in the, in the film. But um, it's just not the Sully I expected and not the Sully that I think we deserve either. <laughs> in all honesty. <laughs> the Sully we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> so, that might make that a title. Yeah, so the that's, Sully we I'm, deserve. I'm going to keep doing these improv titles. Um, anyway, so yeah, that, that's that out of the way. You know, we'll wait to see what happens. But more, hopefully more set photos will reveal something. Maybe he'll have a moustache by the time the film's out or something. Yeah, maybe they'll just CGI <laughs> on yeah. in post. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's that one done, um, which is the, the me complaining. Um, so now I've got some good things to talk about. Um, obviously PlayStation had their showcase uh, which is where they announced the pricings and their terrible mess up of pre-orders and oh, uh, God. What, what it was a whole, whole thing it was it? but just aside from that 
Um, there were some really cool um, reveals. reveals. Um, obviously, we knew about Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, we already knew that was happening. But we got to see some actual gameplay. Um, yeah, if you've played Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4, it's the same thing. It's more of the same with a different character and some cool new abilities because Miles has the um, that like electricity pulse thing that obviously Peter mm-hmm. Parker doesn't have. But Yeah, he has it, the Venom yeah, the, Strike. It's as the well. Venom Strike thing, yeah. But... Um, yeah, I mean, you can't really fault it because Spider-Man sold so well and it's such a great game. Um, yeah. So yeah. this, if you liked that, you're going to like this. And to be honest, I think Miles Morales looks like a cool character to play. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, I, I think it's great. And I, I'm really excited for it. And I love the um, Spider-Verse movie, uh, like the animated one. And mm-hmm. I know he's a kid kid in that. Yeah. But, but even so, that made me like Miles Morales and As the costume and that yeah. even more. And oh, the costume. Awesome, the costumes, yeah. That was what I loved. And I... I did want to say just one slightly, ne- not negative thing, but like I really like the look of it and I think the gameplay made it look great. It looks very cinematic um, and it will definitely be as fun as the last one, I imagine. The one thing, strangely enough, that I didn't like about the combat in the gameplay was that it looks the same as the one before, but with these new abilities that he has, like I know he can go invisible as well, can't he, temporarily, yes. and then do that like strike thing. Mm-hmm. With the venom. I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I think it I really... takes away from... I know it's what he's... I know it it's is his character. unique flavour, it, it isn't is, it? yeah. But I didn't like it because I thought it made it look a bit too chaotic. Like I thought the fighting just looked a bit all over the shop. And I know oh, Spider-Man's God, yeah. combat is a bit like that because he's yeah, very... He's so fast and it's aerial, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But... The with the like pulsing like this like electricity looking thing like all over the screen and everything. I was a bit like, what the hell is going on? Like it just looked a bit um, mm. uh, jumbled and like not like you were in control. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it didn't look like you know in Batman when you're comboing and that you feel like, like you are in yeah. control of everything. It, it, it felt less Batman to you and more Marvel's Avengers with just explosions yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and... a bit too much going on. But but I mean, it was mm-hmm. a chaotic scene in the story. Obviously, it's about a bridge collapsing, so maybe it was intended to look that way. Mm. But I'm definitely excited about it. Yeah. And you know, you gotta love if you love the Spider-Man game yeah. or you love Spider-Man, you're gonna like this game. And and, and I'm wondering if Bradley can appreciate this with me, but. If you did, you watch the the little teaser we got for it, Bradley. The like tr- the gameplay. Probably. No, I didn't. Oh uh, mate, the, no. the, I wonder if Jack agrees with this. The snow. Yeah. I was like, my god, it's snow. I was looking that's at it. Next and I was gen like, snow. That's next gen snow. <laughs> yeah. Like just watching for the snow, Bradley. Literally, he's walking with his friend, and I'm looking at it. And I'm going, wow. I was I was just blown away by the snow for like five yeah. minutes, and the, the whole thing's going on, when and I'm still just thinking, yeah, whoa. Yeah. That's snow. <laughs> That's snow, man. At the start, he's obviously. Well, it. that looks better than real life. Yeah. It, at the start of the like, <laughs> gameplay, he's walking through, like, yeah, walking through a market and like a fair, um, and it's snowing. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it did. That was next. It was year. awesome. It was awesome. It did look really cool. Um, and yeah, it is definitely going to be a good game. Um, we're going to stick on the game trail. There was at the very, very end of the showcase, um, the shortest <laughs> teaser trailer, um, <laughs> with no actual imagery or anything it was just a symbol some sound he's a picture really yeah and the soundtrack soundtrack. i love it's amazing isn't it and this is what it was they just announced just god it didn't even say god of war did it but god of war ragnarok and it said Ragnarok is coming, didn't it? Or something like that. And that was it. And just yeah, the he, he's, Vikings. He's, he said uh, a couple of lines, didn't he? He said, like, yeah. you must be ready, boy. Or yeah, something. yeah. And and even the voice acting just... Oh, yeah, he's, he's great. Yeah. He's uh, he's actually from um, 
Stargate um, oh, really? SG-1, yeah. He played one of the big aliens with the marking oh, on his wow. head and the laser star. Um, but yeah, so that, that was all it was. A new God of War announcement, God of War Ragnarok. Um, I am so excited because of how good... It doesn't even matter. I don't care what direction they take. The way, that, the, the way God of War performed... I just, I'm so excited for more. I don't, I don't care if, even if it felt a bit rinsed and repeated, I wouldn't care. I'd be happy with another, mm. another entry. That was the game that nearly, nearly made me buy, buy PlayStation, PlayStation 4. PlayStation. Yeah. So, like, literally, I was like, I can't afford this, but if I could, mm. I, I just, I, I played it around yours, yeah, yeah. bits and bobs. Bits and pieces, yeah. Uh, and I was just like, this game, it was just the gameplay, the story. The, the axe throw. Like, you feel, <laughs> you feel more like 4. Yeah in god of war than you do in marvel's avengers (laughs) yeah and you know what that that one even just like we you could talk about god of war for so long because of how good it was but even just that one gameplay mechanic which was the throwing and retaining retrieving the axe yeah so weighty it's so perfectly done like the balance yeah the weight it felt crisp it was like it was just everything i never once in that game got bored of throwing the axe Mm. and then getting it back (laughs) and using it to ineffective for combat like you can call it back at an angle and even when you got the blades of chaos oh it was just yeah and that was just obviously like a throwback to the old ones but yeah god of war ragnarok please soon just i didn't give us please no, they soon. didn't it was literally That's i it. think i think they 2021 i think yeah oh really yeah did you ever get around to playing god of war you did didn't you no oh no way. still haven't did i, I still haven't did I, did I give it to you or did i tell you you could have it no, yeah, like ages ago, but then we never saw each other and I went off, you know, I moved country. I've got it still, so you can have it if you want to play No, it. I actually have it. Like, it, it's installed and everything. I just, I don't have my PlayStation in here. You're missing it. Yeah, but just it's uh, worth it's bringing the PlayStation. Like, do I bother, like, moving the PlayStation in again? And... It's so worth I'm it. I'm never going to do that justice, that voice, but the way he says boy. Boy. Yeah. boy. boy. yeah, it's such a wicked <laughs> game. And yeah, God of War Ragnarok, it needs to come out soon. Um, he calls him son at the end as well. Son. It's like the most heartfelt moment. Yeah, because like, oh. and it's the one, yeah, it's, it is such a wicked game. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're excited. We're all mutually agreed to that one. Um, this one I'm really excited to talk about, actually, which, uh, Chris, you were really surprised I even said that I wanted to talk about this. I was quite surprised as well, to be honest. Was you? I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, 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 I think my notes were literally like, it's a Harry Potter RPG, whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> So Harry Potter, so Harry Potter RPG, Hogwarts Legacy. Um, the reason the other guys are so surprised that I would pick this is because I'm not a fan of Harry Potter. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I, I've seen the films. I've not even seen all of them. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, even Bradley has seen more of them than I have. Um, so what do you mean? Bradley, I was a massive fan exactly. a long time ago. Really? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I was a really big fan. Is it, is it, am I right in thinking that your family watch it every Christmas, all of them? Yep. See? Yeah. They love them. Right, I knew it, right? They but, love them, the weirdos. Yeah, but it's muggles. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so anyway um, yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of the films and I'm not going to lie, I didn't dislike them, um, but I've never think, been a massive fan. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and I, strangely enough, started watching um, The Deathly Hallows Part 1 the other day just because I couldn't find anything to watch and I thought it was on TV and I thought I'd just give it a go. And about... 25 minutes in I was hooked and I was like I feel like I need to watch these all now just to actually appreciate them yeah but anyway this game has been talked about for a long time and never really confirmed properly and we've never seen anything on it mm-hmm. I the reason I want to talk about it is because it looks really fun and that's all I there's there's not loads I want to say about it but 
I even I, as someone who doesn't really fully appreciate the Harry Potter universe, thought yeah. that the game has a lot of potential set in that universe. And like watching the gameplay trailer and that, like the bits of gameplay and the you know cutscenes and that, um, I thought it looked wicked. And I thought I'm hoping because I don't think they've confirmed or not, but I'm hoping there's elements of co-op or elements That's of multiplayer want, yeah. because it, so. it would be such a missed opportunity if you couldn't do this uh, amongst other wizards mm. because like 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 leveling up your wizard learning like to become more well, powerful but well, they said they sort of took inspiration from the witcher didn't they yeah and it it i can kind of see that in bits of the obviously with the harry potter spin but um yeah, for someone who's, I think that's what shows me that this is looks good because for someone who's really not interested in Harry Potter to have actually not just wanted to talk about it, but actually watched the trailer. And to be fair, I watched it more than once as well because I was mm. trying to pick up on some things. Okay. And I, I really think it's got a lot of, like, a, I think it's got a lot of potential to be a great game, a great, and even an RPG that I think I would enjoy. Um, it depends how much of an RPG it is, you know, how in depth it is, because we all know I don't do well with those. I reckon, I, re- I reckon it's going to be in depth. Yeah. I have a feeling. Well, do, you, do you know who the developers are? I... Uh, no, they, they, apparently, I think they've had the Harry Potter, they're obviously um, a detachment of uh, Warner Bros games, aren't they? Mm. And they've had the Harry Potter license for ages. And uh, they're responsible for like Harry Potter mobile game. And yeah, all so that's stuff. all they've ever worked on is the and, two um, mobile games. And they've also uh, got Avalanche Studios co-developing, yeah. who are famous for the Disney Infinity right. games. So, I mean, we haven't really got strong RPG background. No. <laughs> No. Yeah, but every every yeah, year and it's been a long time, it? hasn't it? As well in the making, this has been spoken about for years. This game, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, hopefully this is their big like breakout big game. Reveal, yeah, from, you know, from mobile gaming. Before we move on, can I just quickly say that Chris's notes actually read simply Hogwarts Legacy bracket Hogwarts RPG looks fun. Full stop. That's all I've really got to say on that one. <laughs> that was literally the note. <laughs> I mean, it does look fun. It does. And I don't hate. Oh. I go back and forth. I, I actually, I will admit, I do like those movies. I do like the books, mm-hmm. but there's just something about it that doesn't draw you uh, in. Like. Yeah, that I'm always on the fence because I'm like, oh, I can appreciate these movies, but at the same time, for some reason, I kind of hate them. Weirdly, <laughs> and I, I, think I can't describe it. It's hard why. to watch the first few because obviously they're kids, and at the time, the acting is not great and the scripting is not great. Um, I don't think for the first I really few like films. The third one. Is that Prisoner the one with the werewolf? Oh Prisoner yes, yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do, but um, but like where I watched um, the Deathly Hallows, um, which obviously is more recent and they're old, a lot older. I was kind of like, I feel like this takes more of an adult's turn. Like it kind of is a bit darker and a bit more like you know grown up, and maybe that's why I thought I was enjoying it more than the original ones. Mm. Because if you watch the Philosopher's Stone, and you watch like Harry's act, like Daniel Radcliffe's acting, it's just like. I'm not he's a kid, but Jesus, <laughs> some of it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's uh, have, you, about have that. you actually seen? Have you seen um, that they went on record to say that J.K. Rowling is not directly involved in the yeah. creation of this? Yeah. Which I just think's like it's kind of funny because everybody dislikes J.K. Rowling in the world at this point. Oh, I feel bad for her. <laughs> I ca- I don't really, to be honest. Why do we? Because she's kind of put. I, I, she's kind of put herself I mean, in the position yeah she she has she you, there, it's a huge political issue jack so we're not going to get into it okay but no. generally i think i'm so out of the loop I, I think what she has said is out of order but i generally i'm an advocate for free speech and so she basically if you actually look into it of... i think 
Oh, she's made many different. She has made some really dodgy comments, but at the same time, like they're they are really dodgy, but they're not actually as bad. Some people would have you believe she's like the devil incarnate, right? And like I'm like, yeah, she's she said some some awkward things, but I just we're not getting to it because it's this political quack. No, I, I, I'm joking. I just think it's funny that they've gone on record to say she's not. So it's people not can be like, we can like, like this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's so sad because that's the creator at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, and yeah. like you, is... you'd want the creator involved, wouldn't you? We talk about it all the time. Yeah, unless it's her. Well, Bradley doesn't want. <laughs> that's that's just, no, that's just bad press. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, that's that's it for the news today. Um, we're moving on to our review segment, which uh, is slightly different. Whoa. Whoa <laughs> I haven't done my news Oh, you've not done your news? Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought wow, I was last. Okay. Uh, we're moving on to we'll the, the uh, reviews anyway. So I've got a couple of pieces today. We'll start with, um, we actually got some Star Wars stuff. Mm. So the first little bit we got to do Star Wars was we actually got a second trailer for The Mandalorian Season 2. Yes, we did. An actual official trailer. because so we got a teaser and then we yeah. got the official. Um, and yeah, I, I think it looks, looks great. Oh, it looks did, wicked. Did you watch this, Bradley? Or even watch no, the No, but I haven't seen the first season yet. Yeah, so I don't really want to watch trailers for oh, the massive. second. Yeah, Honestly, it's a great trailer. It was, I just watched this and I, I think I said it before. It's like, this to me, because it is what is keeping Star Wars alive. Mm-hmm. Like this series. 100%. Like, I, I, you know... I, I I respect people who really like the sequels. I think you, if you enjoy that, you should enjoy yeah, that. Yeah. But to me and, really and, and a big group of fans, Wars, yeah. this is the part of Star Wars that's keeping that Star Wars alive, yeah. like the soul of Star Wars. Oh, 100% agree. And yeah. Bradley's just like, I wouldn't know. I haven't no, seen it. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm just nodding. Mm-hmm. It's such a treat. And The Mandalorian is an incredible show. And I agree with Chris fully. The trailer for this second season oh it just i was literally so like, good oh yeah i was in awe of it and the the end of the trailer without saying anything there's a little tiny bit of action but you don't see it properly at the end of the trailer and even that was so cool because you know it's going to be badass when yeah. you see it and, and little baby yoda is just comedic gold he's, he's so cute i've never known how, how they could make something so cute on screen he's mm. he's like the most adorable so a combination thing of practical effects and cgi yeah which was really fun because george lucas came back to to help to consult with the mandalorian mm. and he said obviously hey we did a puppet in the original trilogy and then in my prequel trilogy we did cgi and he went there were elements of of both that really worked so it was his apparently his his pitch to say like get a puppet and do cgi yeah like and honestly bradley once you watch it you'll be like yeah amazing yeah yeah, it is <laughs> but um yeah and leading on from that we actually get a, a, a dirty dirty rumor a horrible Ooh. horrible little rumor that apparently halfway through this the filming of season two uh pedro pascal who plays the mandalorian has apparently had disputes with with the director John Favreau, and he has left the series. Apparently, it's I, a rumor. I know. I hope this is not true, though. I really yeah, hope it's not this true. would be absolutely awful. Because I saw some people going, "Oh, it's fine. You know, you just get someone who sounds like him, and you leave the helmet on." And I'm like, "Oh, it's not the same, though, it's is not, it? No. Like, is the way he carries himself and the way he walks, yep. and there's so much more to the character than just the helmet. The helmet, yeah, you know, not what seeing I mean? the face, yeah, and." Uh, to, to clarify to people 
who are listening why this sort of arose. The rumour states that he was upset that he had to wear the helmet so much. Because obviously if you're an actor, you want your face out there, right? So he'd sort of tried to get more of his face on screen time. But John Favreau had said, well, look, that's not really the point of the character or mm-hmm. in fitting with the story we're trying to tell. Um, and apparently the, he sort of went behind the director's backs and went to Lucasfilm, the actual studios, who I've said about before, apparently there's a, another rumour that Kathleen Kennedy, the president of Lucasfilm, had been banned from going to the Mandalorian set because of trying to take more creative control than yeah. John Favreau was happy for her to have. So apparently because he'd gone behind uh, John Favreau's back, John Favreau was just like, you know what? See you later. Yeah. Um, because obviously he, he's trying to keep Lucasfilm from having his, because, you know, he wanted creative control and he's, Lucas is helping him with creative control. Uh, and he doesn't want people at Lucasfilm interfering, mm-hmm. according to rumours. Um, so you could imagine he felt very betrayed if Pedro Pascal tried to go to the very people he's trying to keep. Yeah. away um so yeah not not particularly great no i really hope it's not true but obviously we'll we'll have to wait and see but um yeah we'll... you've got any thoughts on that bradley do you think that's a load of boob hockey no this, this sounds like hollywood beef though <laughs> yeah but, but but i was also reading that people said pedro pascal's such a down-to-earth guy and i'm like, right such a down-to-earth guy really be that upset like everyone who's ever talked about him, been like, oh, he's so chilled, he's so relaxed on sets. Well, like, it is just rumours, so, you know, it, it is, might not be the case. The, the people who have reported it have reported a couple of rumours that have turned out to be true in the past. Hmm. Oh, so, well. Like, but we'll, only time will tell, and um, we'll sort of keep our ear out and see what happens. Hmm. Um, now on to the next bit, actually more Disney news. Uh, but this time, instead of the Star Wars branch, we've got the Marvel branch. Hey. Woo! So, <laughs> <laughs> we, the Marvel news we got this week, actually, is there's a load of it. It's just like tidbits mm-hmm. from all their future projects. And the first sort of bit of news we had relating to Marvel was really talking about um, uh, they, they dropped a trailer for WandaVision. Yes, they did. Did any of you see the trailer for WandaVision? I saw it literally about an hour before I came to do the podcast. Oh. I hadn't seen it beforehand. Bradley? I saw the video and I did not click it. <laughs> <laughs> you did what I did. I saw the video. I was like, oh, that's kind of meh. I'm not going to that. Yeah, but, um, but I did watch it earlier, just before I came here. What, uh, did, what did you think? Um, doesn't take my fancy. No? No. No, no I'm glad I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, no. I'm really intrigued by this. I'm in- Yeah, I'm intrigued. Of course I'm intrigued, but I, I just... I'm. I could go without it. Like if it didn't exist, it wouldn't have been going. Why did they not make this program? Yeah, it's I mean, just, like, you know, it's only, weird. It just looks weird. The only reason I'm so excited for it is because I know about the House of M storyline from the comic books. Right. Because Scarlet Witch is insanely powerful. Yeah. And there's a whole storyline where she goes crazy and creates like an alternate reality, right? Mm-hmm. And forces all the heroes into this alternate reality. And this is very much what looks to be going on from the trailer. It's this weird, idealised yeah. 1940s. She has created this reality in her mind where Vision is still alive and they have mm-hmm. children and it's all weird. And there's a point in the trailer where 
one of the people turns to vision and goes but you're dead and he's like what and it's all it's really cool because it blends this sort of 1940s sitcom Mm -hmm. with these really dark creepy sinister horror elements yeah and that for me i'm just like that sounds so cool and from the trailer the little hints of you know vision realizing he's not real and he's dead and all of that i was just like oh this is so yeah i see what you mean i I get so so different like marvel's never done anything like like this this, before like and i think that's so brave and good because we've talked about before like marvel will die if they keep just doing the same formula yeah forever and this is such a leap of faith Mm -hmm. i mean I, i don't know if you didn't see the trailer but did any of that make you go eh, maybe i should watch the trailer bradley um yeah <laughs> no. yeah I, I probably no i probably will now to be honest I, um, I like i like to kind of look up on the things we talk about you know you kind of always persuade me to just give a few minutes to watch the trailer but especially your description of of kind of like how it happens i had no idea what kind of what it was about to be fair, even i you've made it sound even better to me to be fair <laughs> You're like i'm gonna rewatch it going now. mental yeah. and creating yeah it sounds cool in her mind and, and it then, makes more sense now because in the trailer she says at one point, "We, you know, we're not the most standard stereotypical couple." And he says, "Well, I feel that like that was already granted information or mm. whatever." And I was like, "Even that was." A oh, and weird. that's the thing that he is a figment of her imagination yeah. in this series, and because he died, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, died yeah, in yeah, the movies, yeah. like, and that's why that bit where it's all happy, all serious, he saves that woman, and then she turns to him and goes, "You're dead, but yeah. you're dead," and I'm like, "Oh God!" And he's like, "What the heck?" Like, just. So yes, yeah. so good. Love it. Can't yeah. wait. I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> um, and the other little bits of Marvel news we got. So we got a load of basically creative and and casting sort of um, mm-hmm. tidbits, if you will. The first bit we got was the Bad Boy for Life director uh, is actually going to be directing a Miss Marvel series. Right. So I don't know. Have you guys seen the Bad Boys for Life? I haven't seen Life? Bad Boys for Life. No, no, me neither. Fun fact: It's probably going to be the highest-grossing movie of the year. That's atrocious, isn't it? <laughs> because of the because, of, because COVID. of COVID. That is atrocious. There you go, Bradley. Bad Boys well. for Life, highest-grossing movie of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be remembered in the whole. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Um, so the director is called Addy L. Arby. Right. Um, and I, I, I haven't really seen his his sort of um, category of work, but I, you know, from all I've heard, Bad Boys for Life was a, a fun little action romp. Yeah. Um, and the actual character of Miss Marvel, even though I haven't played Avengers, I may have accidentally watched all the cutscenes. Right. <laughs> because I was actually generally really intrigued by the story. And right. it's weird. I've always thought Miss Marvel to be like. Uh, a tokenized character it's yeah. like the only thing that's important about her was her background right. like and i've always like oh i don't like characters like that like you've got to bring something and when i watched the cutscenes for the marvel avengers games she was amazing i was watching this and i was like you know what i really like this character because they've taken her somewhere and done something with her yeah they've given her a purpose and made her feel like a real living character. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing in that game, that even though I haven't played it and I've just watched the cutscenes, I was watching and I thought, wow, you've turned a character that I think a lot of people dislike in the comics mm-hmm. and actually made her really likable right. and feel really real. Right. And that for me, I'm like, I really hope 
they take notes and they they go more down the route the Avengers mm-hmm. game did with her right. than the comics. But I, I don't know if you, you guys know much about her character or oh, anything. Only what I've seen from the game, nothing, um, nothing like only like little bits and that, that other than that, there's nothing that I know about her to be honest. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I think because I haven't seen like, for example, the cutscenes and stuff, I would be one of those people that I looked at her character and just thought, why have they even put her in this? Like, it's just so... Yeah, and that's, that's what yeah. I thought. But honestly, if you actually watch it, because I was, I was like, hey, look, I'm buying this for the Avengers. Like, why do, why do I care about this girl? But for whatever reason, the one thing I will give that game, it made me like Miss Marvel as a character, yeah. which <laughs> is incredible and well done game. You made a character that I think in the comics is very one-dimensional and you actually made her a fully fleshed out, likable young girl, like with powers. And that's one thing that I say, as much as we rag on Avengers, (laughs) well done for actually doing that, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, so that's got creative director. And then uh, we got uh, information that Tatiana Masseli Mm -hmm. has been cast as She-Hulk. And do you guys know anything about this supposed She-Hulk series? No, nothing at all. Me neither. <laughs> so it's being pegged as a courtroom drama. Wow. Um, which She-Hulk, She-Hulk in the comics is a lawyer. Uh, a right. big part of Civil War storyline is her defending the Avengers that are on the wrong side of the law. Right. So it's going to be a courtroom drama following her with a superhero twist. Right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Does that take your fancy, or are you a bit like, what the hell? I I don't know. I'll probably look at it, but um, but it doesn't take my fancy now, to be honest. But again, she hulks a character that doesn't really for me. Like I I don't know why. Just She's no, cool. me neither. But neither does Hulk for me. Yeah, yeah no, no, I no. agree. I love Hulk. Love me. I so. find the Hulk just boring. Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah, you, you know, you ever read the big guy Hulk? that smashes that's He's invincible so much more essentially. Did you just say something about the smashes? Well, no, yes, a big guy that smashes that's essentially oh. invincible. Yeah, he's so much more than that, though. If, if, if a good Hulk storyline, from the few good ones I have in the comics, he's actually such a good character, like when you get into it. But uh, if he's just a one-dimensional anger monster that he is <laughs> in a lot of the stories, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she actually is interesting because she does, she's not angry. And she's oh. permanently hulked out. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. I did know that. Um, she she is just just in Hulk form, but she's a completely normal person. She does get angry, but not not mindless like the Hulk is. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. She's she's more like a normal person. Body slams the judge in the courtroom. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she can be a lawyer. Because yeah. as you can imagine, a giant <laughs> they tell her no. Angry they tell her no. Yeah. <laughs> they tell her no. She just starts doing that thing that he does to Loki, slamming um, him into the yeah, ground. Yeah. And, and the other thing that's really interesting about this series is this could be very Deadpool-esque mm. because I don't know if you know this, but do you know what a fourth wall break is? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yes. So, obviously, if you've watched Deadpool, he directly yeah, talks yeah. to the audience, it's, right? It's going to be like that. Well, it could be. Yeah. Because if you know She-Hulk, she was the first Marvel character to break the fourth wall. Right. And her running gag was she'd be, like, with Hulk on an adventure, and then she'd, like, look at the reader through the comics and talk to them. Right. So her and Deadpool are the only two characters who Real know point. they're fictional. Yeah, yeah. And know they're in a fictional setting. 
And I think that's something they definitely need to play Play around with. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Fourth fourth wall break inside a fourth wall break. That's like 16 walls. (laughs) (laughs) I love Deadpool. This is the best film, one of the best films ever. But um, yeah, and then the last bit of Marvel news before we move on, like I said, these are all just three tidbits. Yeah, yeah. Um, They've confirmed the villain for Ant-Man 3, Mm -hmm. and it is Kang the Conqueror. Mm. Does that mean anything to you two? Uh, I'm going to tell you why yes. it does to me. There's one reason it does to me, and that's because of the Lego games. Because <laughs> the Marvel Lego Super uh, Universe one, um, Kang is the bad guy in one of those uh, storylines. So yeah. I followed that. But otherwise, no, it wouldn't have. Bradley, how, where do you know? Same thing? I, I don't actually know. No, I don't think it's the Lego games. I just, I just recognise it. I think there was a rumour before that he was going to be the next like big thing. Mm. I can't remember. Yeah, because um, he, he's a big, like, at least in the comics, he's a big tier villain. Yeah, so I think that was like, the, I saw a rumour about him being like the next big tier villain in, in the Marvel phases. Mm. Um, and I kind of just like looked at him then. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't really know too much about like his storylines from comics and stuff. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he's just so what's a, it about? So Kang the Conqueror, he's, he's mainly a Fantastic Four villain, but he's also okay. an Avengers villain. Um, and there's different interpretations of him, but one I believe is like, um, uh, it's just, he's a, it's a quite a bizarre, he's a time traveler, right? And he's got insane powers. Um, and he comes back to basically mess with the Avengers and there's different, like in the comics, there's different interpretations and different versions of the character, but Mm -hmm. he's consistently extremely powerful and dangerous. Uh, and that's why when I read this, they were like, oh, Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man 3. And I'm like, yeah. hang on. It's a bit Wait a minute. weird. How, how, how's Ant-Man and the Wasp meant to, meant to take down Kang the Conqueror by themselves? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a bit ridiculous in that sense. So I really hope they don't reduce what could be the next Thanos to a really bad joke. To like, I can just see it now. Yeah. Like, you know what they did yeah. like the man, um, the Mandarin in Iron Man Three, like take the most powerful and fearsome Iron Man villain and then just turn him into a joke. Like, that's just tragic. <laughs> so tragic. Is is Bradley still with us? Yeah. He's oh, I thought I wondered. I was like, what's going on? But yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that before we move on? Uh, it's weird, but I, I'll be interested to see it. And obviously, yeah, I mean, I only know of Kang from the Lego games, so I don't really have like a... <laughs> mm. It could there. be a really big Ant-Man movie he's is what I think. Yeah, I mean, it could change the Ant-Man movies for for the better. It could be the big... If it's the final Ant-Man, maybe they're going big. Maybe they're yeah. like... Yeah, I Ooh. hope so. After Car Chase movie, I, I just... I really yeah. You really like car chase I movies. really like Ant-Man too. It was yeah, just, I, just one car chase throughout the whole film. I think it's film. really fun. I like, no. I like Ant-Man 2 as well. I think, I think Ant-Man really 1 dumb. was so better. Yeah. So, yeah, see? I think Ant-Man 2 is really stupid, really dumb. And, you know, it's... it's... I don't really remember the plot or anything, No, exactly. But... Exactly. <laughs> I do remember the car chases, though, now that I think about see? it. See? That's all I remember. Oh, the car chases. And, and, and when he goes yeah. flying and he chases after them on the back yeah, of the yeah, truck. yeah. I was just—I <laughs> love this movie. Yeah, like mm. I just—I don't know—it's so stupid, but I just loved that film. I yeah. thought you switch your brain off, don't think about it too much because no. the plot's contrived and stupid. But like Bradley says, you don't sound very fond of the of the car one big car chase. I love it. I just think it's it's such a stupidly fun movie. 
Yeah. Mm. But I understand why people hate it in the same, <laughs> in the same breath. <laughs> oh, and then my last little bit of news this week is another rumour. You know, I love, love me some rumours. Rumours. So we got a rumour that Henry Cavill is signed on for free Man of Steel sequels. I did hear this as well. Free. And this doesn't include cameos and roles in other DC pictures. That's massive if this is Mm -hmm. true. And the reason I'm inclined to believe this is Henry Cavill has been, you know, aching at the bit to to play Superman again, to get a second movie. And the rumour says that him and a, I can't remember his name, but him and a Superman comic writer um, pitched the sequel to Man of Steel to Warner Brothers. Literally came up with this story and it's meant to be based on, I think, Man of Tomorrow, which is a really famous storyline of Superman, um, which is apparently Henry Cavill's favourite Superman storyline. And he pitched it to Warner Bros. And Warner Bros. apparently were like, we love this. We think this is great. And agreed to um, green light it and see how it goes. And, and they renewed his contract for, yeah. for, for three more films. Mm. And if this is true, I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people don't like his Superman because they thought it was too dark and too gritty. But I think he's really, really good. I think mm-hmm. he's quite dark and gritty more because of Snack, uh, Sack Snyder's direction. Snack. 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 Nick Snack. But but I mean I, I love Man of Steel. I think Man of Steel's great. Is, and I understand people's problems with it because he is a very broody, very dark Superman. But like I say, I don't think that's him as an actor imprinting no, on the character. No, no. It's more what he's been told to do by the director, right? Yeah, yeah. And I Agreed. think I think there is a place for a dark and brooding Superman. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it'd be nice to see Cavill stretch his muscles and and be able to really do his own thing with this character. Yeah. And sort yeah. of see how that goes. Because mm-hmm. I think he'd kill it. I think he'd do such a good yeah, job. Yeah, he's definitely a great cast for Superman. He's definitely the right sort of person for it. Um, so, yeah, it'd be really interesting. And, yeah, I'd, I'd go and see more movies with him in as Superman. Yeah. I mean, we all love him from The Witcher yeah. as well. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're kind of blind Cavill founders. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good in our books. But, yeah, so that is actually the end of our news now. Uh, this time, this, this time, this time, isn't yeah, it? Jack. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there. I just completely blanked out. You were just like, we, I think we I was too excited to, to talk about. No, I think I was too excited to talk about the review segment. To be fair, um, so yeah, our review segment. Um, we're doing a group review, which is what I was gonna say um, before. Before um, I rudely interrupted. Yeah, with your news. Um, so we're gonna do uh, a group review because we've all been dying to talk about something. Um, and that is the devil all the time, which on came out on Netflix. Um, who would like to start? And what would you like to say? I think <laughs> I, I think we should do a brief um, non-spoiler section mm-hmm. where we just give our brief overview on the movie mm-hmm. and then we'll give a warning and then we'll talk spoilers because we need to talk spoilers with this, yeah, with this thing. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I think we'll throw it to little innocent Bradley. Yeah, I more want to hear what he thinks about it than what you think about it, I'm not going to lie. So, so what did you make why, it? Why me? Because you're so innocent and we just felt like this and film might have a, just been not innocent enough yeah, for you. it's quite a brutal slice of life. <laughs> oh, I'm all right with brutal stuff. I'm just, you know, I seem quite innocent myself. But um, yeah, I mean, this, this film's weird, really, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like 
I don't, I, don't, I don't even know like where to start with it. It's, it's just like I said, we're obviously not talking spoilers yet, but it doesn't really have a, a beginning and an end. Does that make yeah, sense? That, yeah, that does make it does. Yeah. When 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 you kind of think it about the entirety of the story, yeah, yeah it, you pick up at a point in someone's life right, and so you end at a point in someone else's life. So if you actually it's listen, poetic, it is. It's very poetic because if you listen to the narration um, at the start, it's actually the author. Talks, is it the author? It's the author. Right. Yeah. So you've, yeah. you listen to the start. Yeah, he talks about how two different points on a map can draw a straight line and connect to connect people basically mm-hmm. and. That essentially is the, well, that is the film. The whole plot. Yeah. yeah. Start to finish is literally, it's connecting the dots, isn't it? Like, cause you, yeah. you could watch the whole film and go, what the hell is going on? And then by the end of it, you'll go, oh, but it's never like, this is the start and we're going to reach an end point now. It's just like, oh, and the film's over. Like, yeah, exactly. That, that's how it kind of felt. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> but, but in a good way. Yeah. Or? Cause it, 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 it aims to be a gut punch. Mm. It, it doesn't aim to be an easy, watchable, fun ride. No, it's just yeah. like a horrible here's a story. Slice of life. Yeah, Deal take it or leave it. it. Yeah, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what's great about it. Um, I mean, I loved the film. That's, I'm just going to come out and say it. I absolutely loved it. I sat and watched it with Court. We were so excited to sit and watch it. Um, I stayed um, up later. How did Court find it? Right, so I stayed up later than I've ever stayed up to watch a film because usually I fall asleep in like two minutes. But anyway, because I was so excited. And um, we sat and watched it together and she actually was the one who started to doze off towards the end. And mm. I was like, and that's not like her. And I said, are you not enjoying it? And she said, I am. She said, but the way she described it, which is quite interesting, is that if this wasn't with so many big actors and actresses, she would never have watched it. She said, I only watched yeah. it straight for the cast. She said, because Same. If, if, if I'd scrolled past that film on Netflix and saw no one I recognised, I would never have stopped to watch it. Mm. And I said... I'm kind of fair. inclined to agree with it in a way because I think if you read the description... I, I think they anchor the film very well. They do. Yeah, and the I, I think if you read the description for the film and watched the little trailer, you'd probably go, that looks weird. <laughs> scroll past it. Um, but but yeah, the cast does make the film. Um, they are fantastic, all of them. Every did, single did, one of did them. Did anyone think there was a, a weak link or someone miscast? Or did no. we agree that no. they're all... I, I can't think of a person I didn't like. Enough. No, I, I really like the cast. I thought they were oh, all did. I'm glad we were agree on yeah. that because i really good because i read a lot of reviews yeah, yeah and this is getting mixed reviews across the board mm. um and one of the reviews i saw said that robert pattinson was miscast oh, no, Tom i thought he was one of the best he i was. thought he was amazing he was incredible he's and he was every time he spoke i was like how have you like changed a, and your he voice? sounds like a lunatic doesn't he as yeah. well like. and also so many of the reviews have said tom holland's acting is awful no it's and not and i'm like it's fantastic what movie did you yeah. watch what did you watch yeah no I, like we did not watch the same film i can't because at first more. i was like oh i'm not sure about this but then as he got in i was like you like th- this was so good because I think Tom has to be careful in his career not to get typecast Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I was saying this, this exact thing to Colt. Put him so much... Like, I was watching this and I was like, I, and it was so cool seeing him violent. Right, so this is what I said to Colt. The first time he swore on camera, mm. I was like... Oh, he's smoking just yeah, so smoking. But, but it was the, the first thing you see really is him swear. He starts swearing because he's in a fight at the start mm. when he's first in it. And I was like, straight away, I was like, I'm so glad that he's taken this rough and tumble character because there's nothing worse than being 
he'll forever be, I know Spider-Man's like the coolest thing in the world to be cast as, but he'll forever be looked at as the kid who played Spider-Man, yeah. the boy who played Spider-Man. And this was a really grown up role. Oh, like, and it was dark. It was, and, and, and do you know what? It was a really violent, dark. I didn't actually think it was going to be that dark, like violent wise. Like I, it oh, was so good. It was though. It's very it was, noir sort of. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of L.A. Noir. Yeah. But, like, obviously... Did, in, yeah, I see that. Instead of sort of um, in the city and... I mean, I even I liked the I even liked the way they jumped time through the film because, um, obviously, they, oh, they yeah. said that it was going to emphasize that sort of time sh- change. Should we sort of move into spoilers now? I mean, yes, okay, the overall general consensus is that we all love the film, right? Yeah. So, okay, that's... Just... I went I loved it. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, you just sort of liked it? Or... Yeah, I, 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 like you said earlier, I think the cast uh, right. like kind of made the film. Yeah, if it had like like you said, if it hadn't been that cast, I wouldn't have ever watched it. And I do think that they did um, such a justice to yeah to bring in the story together by making it this kind Somewhere. of intriguing experience yeah. where you don't really want to stop watching and you're constantly hooked on it because you um, want to just find out where it's going yeah you want to see how everybody's story kind yeah. of goes yeah. because there's so so many big people in it um yeah so yeah i, I do so random and for I each other generally fall yes when you're watching it you're kind of like how does this connect yeah because and then when it does you're yeah. like oh this is so Clever, well well made put together yeah. so just quickly mm-hmm. before we head into spoiler one last question uh, one two, two last questions on that that are non-spoiler is it a rewatchable film? Once you know what happens, oh, I don't know about that. Because I don't think it is. I, think I don't think I'd rewatch it. For I a would long after time. I would rewatch it after a while. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah. This is great. And second question: Did at any point you actually see where it was going before it got there? Uh, I think it's a very predictable film, mm. except for. Um, we'll talk about it in the spoiler. <laughs> we'll talk about it in the spoilers. Yeah. There was there was one thing plot, you didn't plot point see. I didn't see coming. Yeah, but the plot point that the other rest of the plot points I think were quite by the numb. But it was but still done it, it in was, a way that was because I saw a lot of reviews actually saying this. Oh, the plot was too predictable, and I'm like, I get that, but it doesn't make what happens any less impactful mm-hmm. because yes. you kind of see it, it coming. It's yeah. like yes, okay, a lot of these are obvious, but at the same time, they still were emotional hits like, yeah some they're of these moments are jabs to, yeah they're jabs to the throat aren't they yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there was a couple of moments for me where i was like oh god mm. jesus so so the reason I, I wanted to push this towards so here's your warning we are now going to spoilers spoiler section <laughs> um and the reason i wanted to push this was because i wanted to watch scars guard yes Fantastic. oh my god how good yeah he's was he as this traumatized soldier yeah. Well, uh, it's just well, a shame he's not in it for longer yeah i wished he was in it a bit longer but oh, i can see why he was so good yeah now yeah. he's in i'm like because obviously he, most people would know him from it yeah he yeah, literally yeah. plays it but, yeah um and and you can actually see the smile when he smiles in the film you can bit, see yeah, it without yeah. the makeup it's really weird <laughs> yeah such a good actor he is fantastic he, and yeah. the, the the bits you know when this movie is such a, a slice of life for this time period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it felt so real when he, you know, he was teaching his boy a lesson. He was teaching his boy how to fight. And even the little, you know, the soldiers from that time period not dealing with their PTSD. Yeah, yeah. Because him seeing, spoilers, he sees um, a soldier who was tied up on a cross yeah. by the Japanese. Mm-hmm. Skin. Completely yeah. mutilated, yeah. burnt, skin off. Yeah. Still alive. 
and it haunts him and leads into him having a weird relationship with his yeah. son, doesn't yeah. it? Because yeah. he mm-hmm. has this PTSD that is always there. And it also leans into the, um, he, he struggled to go back to religion as well, doesn't it? Because, yeah. because of yeah. the cross and, and being able to pray. Which leads to the weird thing in the back of his garden. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's fantastic. One, one point I have to say, I got a bit pissed off. Yeah, go on. I mean, skin the dog. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. So there's a, there's a point in the movie, so obviously if you've listened this far, you, yeah. you're not worried about spoilers. He believes he needs to sacrifice, because it's, it's very, it leans on a lot of um, is, Christianity vibes. Yeah, yeah, very And deeply. if you read the Bible, I think it's Abraham, he's going to sacrifice his son. son. Yeah. So like embodying that he sacrifices something that his son loves tom holland's is, dog which is his dog yeah and it's fucked up it is messed up it is. i mean we try not to swear on the podcast, <laughs> yeah, but, but that is that is what that I is have to, yeah, say, in that, yeah and this is the thing is that there's that's not even the only moment that feels like that is it yeah. where you're just like wow yeah. like and i know just the whole time i was watching this because i know a lot of time people our age and stuff that live in this time say oh our lives are so tough our lives are so hard when I watch something like this, mm-hmm. I, I always makes me go, how lucky we are to live when we live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, you think back to when they had all those diseases and people yeah. would just die yeah. and all the rampant problems. Like that generation who came out of World War II mm-hmm. and then lived, you know, 30 years, which then yeah. carried straight on to Korea and then Vietnam. Such a tough time. Mm-hmm. And anyone who lived in that time period, oh my God, like with all the adversity, adver- oh. <laughs> anyone say it? Uh, uh, what's the word you're trying to say? <laughs> Basically, all the challenges <laughs> yeah. that come with that time period from the war, from diseases, from poverty, from mm-hmm. religious extremism. It, it's just, it blows my mind. Like, what a difficult does, time. Does it not make you think as well, though, in that sense? You know, you say it leans very heavily into the um, into religion. Do you yeah. think it, re- it makes you realise as well, though, that even in modern day, religion is a, can be a scary thing because of what it can do to people. It can people. be easily abused. It can be abused. And like, you know, like the the, um, the old preacher before um, Robert Patterson comes into play, uh, the, the, not, uh, the guy who... Um, the guy with the spiders that tips the spiders on his head oh yeah, yeah. Jesus. like what a lunatic like and it makes you think like that's this is what you know they they the, the, he almost believed that god is tested no, but, but he does doesn't he that's that's yeah. the like and, the, the kind of harsh part because then after um he does you know the atrocious act he he he's remorseful because he's realized that god hasn't told him to do this no, he's you just, know and he kind of sits there and he accepts that he's he's done wrong yeah. uh, and he's like crying about and it. Again, it's really is, sad, and again, that is and again, that is why punch. this film is yeah, and this is why this film is a real like. It is meant to make you feel. I I, I oh, feel like it's so meant to make you feel uncomfortable. In this movie, when I was yeah, like, what, you know, even the, when his parents die yeah. and his dad kills himself, yeah, I was just like, oh my god, it's just hit after hit. Yeah, and the then whole that whole thing where you, like you say where the, the preacher has, has killed his wife, yeah. and then he's remorseful and then gets taken out by the serial killer. Right. So, so this, that was what it's going to come on to. So the, the, the couple. Yeah. So They're even that, great. but Jason Clark. Yeah. Fantastic. He's yeah. So he's good. But did you not even think like, um, it, those scenes with them, which obviously you're trying to work out all the way through kind of where their story is going and that. Um, but did you not think like 
even their story was quite sad because I for you her, feel sorry for her mm, because she you feel like she's trapped, trapped yeah, yes. into this and and he's such a sicko and the, even those scenes were uncomfortable like you know those poor boys he's so, like, he, uh, he's in he's in I love him in Planet of the Apes yeah yeah and his character is this professor and mm-hmm. he's straight laced yeah and he's he's just such a kind person yeah and then when you see him in a role like this you're like he's a lunatic oh jesus yeah and um but like even that like those scenes you know with the boys in the forest where they're like it was like i was so messed up and i was like oh yeah i know oh it's just and every time i was like i hope one of them's gonna escape and then yeah literally and that sort of leads up to the one point in the movie that I should have seen coming, but I didn't. Yeah, was him getting... Was when Tom Holland's character gets picked up by the serial killers. Yeah, I saw uh, no, I, I knew that. I said... No, I, I saw was that like, <gasps> he's, he's leaving. He's going to get picked up by them. I yeah. was like, but he has a, when he has a car and then he didn't... Yeah, <laughs> I know. Was like, ah, he no longer has a car. I know it was obvious, yeah, but yeah. I just didn't think about didn't it. Didn't Cause you're, you're, but the thing is, there's so much going on as well. I, I said as well, I was describing it to um, to someone and I said the way I would describe the film is that actually when you really look at it from start to finish, it, it almost seems like not a lot's going on for a lot of the scenes, but when you really take it in, actually loads is going on in every single scene. Yeah. There's so much to take in. It's so loud. And you're just like waiting, going, where is this film going to finish? Like, and then when it does, you're just like, and did you not even think that, you know, you said it doesn't really have a start and an end. Yeah. The film with the uh, narration that fades out, in the car at the end did you not even think that was just a bit like so abrupt a, a bit abrupt yeah. that was it like, yeah. I was, but also was I was like bad I was like oh no oh no he's alright oh, yeah no, so you know when he, so he, yeah I was like is he gonna like get killed did he just get picked up by I'm another so serial killer hitchhiker or something like like got picked <laughs> yeah, up by Charles Manson he's or falling asleep and it's very ominous because it leaves it up to the imagination doesn't it yeah and he fades he keeps fading out and I was like oh no what is happening but one thing I will say as well is I thought that there were tension at points in this movie mm-hmm. was so good. Yeah. So first bit of massive tension in the film is when he goes to confront Robert Pattinson. Yeah. In the church. That was incredible. And, that scene. And, and they're both fantastic. Yeah. They're both really good at acting wise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also just, we've talked about it before, but Pattinson's accent, Every time he opened his mouth, it was incredible. And do you know what? It was it was so strong the accent, Weird. and so and and almost yeah, because it was slightly different from their accents because it was a bit more like um, I don't know what the word is, but it was like it, he was he sounded like a lunatic even when he was talking normally. Like he just had like a, a an drawl, extra drawl on it, yeah. And it was I don't know, it just uh, he was fantastic, and he was a great. I, again, mm. his character I thought was quite predictable, but nevertheless. And, and that tension when he's basically describing all the sexual acts he's, acts he's committed as if he's to done him. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the tension in that scene. And then he pulls out the pistol and then he, he you know, it's, it's that, whole, that whole scene is just... That whole yeah. scene is fantastic. What other moments of tension? And then we haven't talked about him much, but Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Winter Soldier, yeah, playing the corrupt copper, the corrupt copper, yeah, and he's actually mm-hmm. kind of fat in this movie, and I'm like, dude, this is. I was about to ask you the exact same thing. Is it, did it you think bad. he was? But I didn't want to be mean, so. No, I think I don't know if it was padding or if he generally just put on some weight. Yeah, I, I think know. he might have, which is you know kind of. I think he did it for the character. I don't. It's think... a fantastic. He's a fantastic character in that though, because he again, again he and, comes full circle yeah. as well. Yeah, and the bit where he takes out the mob bosses. Yes. Yeah. I thought was really cool and yeah. really well shot. Yeah, yeah. I lo- and he's mm-hmm. so like casually 
Like he's not even sinister. No. He just is like tired he's and worn efficient. out. Yeah. And I really like that. And like Jack says, it goes full circle because obviously we talked Tom gets picked up by the, the murderers and then there's a, a really tense scene that was shootout. that was the, oh, sorry, oh, that was what I was gonna say about a tense scene mm. in the car when yeah. when um when he gets out and it's when he knows what he sees the gun and he mm. knows what's about to happen and it's the scene where she pulls that he shoots him and then she pulls the gun and there's that really awkward tension oh, between two of them and he's telling her not to he's mm. not that he won't hurt her and I was why like, why did she shoot? I, I know uh, like because she, she just panicked didn't yeah. she it was just so disappointed they could have just got away the luckiest person can we just can we just say is tom holland either like the secret like the best shot in the world like or is he like or is he just pure lucky because like he's just so lucky as well every time he's laying down near enough every time yeah yeah that time i was like wow how do you avoid every little pellet there (laughs) (laughs) he's like wow i'm absolutely fine and so we have that really tense scene and then we have the tensest scene of the movie for me, which is when, because yeah, obviously the, the serial killers, the, the woman is actually the corrupt copper's sister. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is actually the one who finds young Tom Holland mm-hmm. um, when his parents have been killed and takes him to go live with his, his grandma and yeah. looks after him in that, in that brief moment. And he remembers him and he goes back to that house to hunt him down for revenge for his, for his sister. Yeah. And that, that scene and he, in the forest. He comes yeah. after him with a shotgun. And the tension in that scene is behind so the powerful. rock, behind the log, even. Yeah. And like you said, it comes full circle because he picks him up. Yeah, and then he goes to get him. And then he goes back to yeah. the same place he picked him up as a boy when his parents had killed to themselves go to go and murder him. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just doesn't pull any punches no it is it's a fantastic and it's definitely one you need to see um Mm. just to experience that sort of film yeah and and we Mm -hmm. didn't even talk about his sister hanging herself (laughs) oh god that oh that was just upsetting oh because the narrator just like and in that moment she realized yeah you know what i actually said to call i literally when she, when he where she was standing up there and she's he said about she realized what she was about to do i said she's gonna slip i guarantee she's gonna slip yeah and the second it happened i was like oh just imagine like just imagine that in the realness of it imagine that feeling of thinking what There's am i doing point. and then and then it happening anyway i was like yeah. oh it's just must be awful mm. um but yeah it, it was so, just incredible this whole movie is just a gut punch mm. and it's just but thoroughly enjoyable one. And, and i just watch it and i think what a sad life yeah like, it's, it's just it's so tragic. even the kid who played younger tom holland was, was really, really good. good actor and also i really recognize him and i don't know I what he's in. brightburn isn't he i said that was he the kid from brightburn but they told i don't know none. if he is but i'm gonna I, I need to find that out because it was he was he just looked very similar he, he did i thought that but yeah, but yeah. Also, I think Bradley said he liked it. I think me and Jack are in love agreement it. that we love it. <laughs> yeah, I think it was great. We disagree with the reviewers who said that people are miscast or couldn't act. No, no I, I think the the casting was what held it together. Well, could, yeah, can I just I tell you my agree. favorite bit of the whole film because it was Tom Holland. Oh, go on then. Anyways, my favorite bit of the whole film was when he went back and beat those boys up. Well, I knew you was going to say that. It was so satisfying. It was so satisfying, and it was the it was because so gory. Yeah, the he, the first yeah. one was he hitting him with a crowbar or yeah. like yeah. a wrench or yeah. something. Yeah, straight and, in the yeah, chest. Yeah, it was like breaking ribs. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and then the and then the guy with the um the guy that he put the bag over his head and just repeatedly punched him through the bag. Well, I was before like, that, he Jesus. slams the hood on. 
guy's <laughs> yeah. head. It was that whole scene of like, because it was it was it reminiscing his, his father, dad, yeah, who, yeah. who showed him how to beat up anyone three guys. ever. And it's really cool you, as well yeah. because it talks about waiting for your opportunity, waiting mm-hmm. for your moment. And that's what his dad does in front of him. Yeah, he and shows him how to wait for your pick your moment. It's a it? mirror because he waits for these boys to be alone. Yeah, before exactly. he goes after them. It's it's I can see I do not understand the people who say this is an awful movie. Yeah, one of the reviewers I saw said this. No, is it's definitely a, not awful. Said it was a dumb, fun popcorn flick, and I was what? like, I don't know what kind of popcorn yeah. flicks you watch, mate. Dumb and fun. <laughs> Um, That's a family-friendly film right there. No, no I don't think that. But you a dumb popcorn yeah, yeah. movie that you just watch. And I was like, I don't understand your your sentiments there. And he no. she was the woman who said that she thought Robert Pattinson was miscast and that Tom Holland was awful in it. And I was just like, we must have watched a different movie. <laughs> like, are you serious? And then she was like, she was she said as well, I wasn't even really impressed with Skarsgård. And I was like, are you mad? <laughs> that scene when he finds the soldier on the yeah. cross alone. The acting is insane. Yeah, it was a great film, and I, I yeah, I, I think it's uh, it was it lived the hype for me because mm. it was obviously really anticipated, highly anticipated, and by us. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, Devil All the Time. Make sure you check it out. Pleasantly happy with it, even mm-hmm. though it, it, really it's, you it's should a just feel watch. sad. Yeah. It's a tough <laughs> watch, yeah. But yeah, so that um, Bradley, Concludes. did you have any last thoughts on it? No. No, but we can, we can officially say spoilers are over. Yeah, and we are back. You too. may you may come back. Yeah, <laughs> not that you'll know where this section is. No, I mean it's not like YouTube. I can put timestamps in, is it? Oh, yeah, good point. I'll have to just Damn skip it. forward until they just keep now. listening out for spoiler section is over. Yeah, <laughs> we've said it a couple. Skipping of times. through, very yeah. <laughs> if you hear any spoilers, we're so sorry. We're really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so on to our um, so this week we haven't got a golden LD or an utter garbage, we've actually got another series retro. Although there is a, an utter garbage that we need to do, which I'll talk to you about. Yeah, there's a million percent. And, and we want to line up another Golden Aldi. Yeah. But obviously Golden Aldi's require, require a lot of time from us. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to get those two things lined up. Mm-hmm. But on to today's uh, series retrospective, we thought, you know, we talked a lot about films. It'd be quite fun to, to do a game franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week we're looking at Assassin's Creed. Yes, it's a beast of a franchise. It is a beast of a franchise. Yeah, and I'm actually really interested to have this conversation because I can officially say that I actually don't know either of your two favourites. Um, oh, that, that makes two of us. Well, no, yeah, because like, <laughs> I, like usually we've talked about this stuff before and or had these chats, you know, before we started the podcast and that. But well, we, we both don't... know that me and you aren't the biggest fans on Odyssey. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, that's not my favourite game, just so you know. Um, so ha- who wants to start? Anyone? Oh, don't all jump at once, oh, Jesus. Oh. No. Bradley, you don't want to start? No, I'm still thinking. I think you oh, should you go first. Think- okay, I'll go first. Right, so my favourite in the whole franchise. So I, it's fair to say that I am an old school Assassin's Creed fan. So that's where yep. my true, my true... Back in the good old days. Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> back, of, uh, back in my days. <laughs> yeah, of the, the initial launch, uh, the initial titles for Assassin's Creed. So I'm never going to pick one of the new ones um, as my mm-hmm. favourite game. I would say that of all the games... Um, I've played them all. Uh, actually, as t- tell a lie, I haven't played them all, but I've t- I've played ninety nine. What haven't of them. you played? I haven't played Rogue. Okay. Um, <gasps> oh, Rogue's really Rogue's good. Great. Yeah, I yeah. Rogue. 
um, that's that's I think that's the only one I haven't played. But um, yeah, I will say that my favourite in the whole franchise is Assassin's Creed Three. I knew it. I knew it. It's, it for me, it is. You so, need to play Rogue then. There's so, a very yeah. mixed yes, online view on that game. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and this is people so, either love it or, or they hate it. it. Yeah. So for me, um, it, it's once we've talked about what your your ones are, we'll, we'll I'll then go over and say what I was going to say about it. But I don't want to until I find out what your two favourites are. But for <laughs> me, number three is my favourite because if it's still at that point had it was at, for me it was at the pinnacle of combat free running and. Um, it's it it's feeling of f- being fluent and being mm. a, 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 you know a fluent motion and connor's um, a beast and connor's a beast so mm-hmm. i love the uh, traditional assassin's creeds um and i love the way they told the stories i love the, the way the stories played out i love the mission types um i loved combat was the most the best thing ever you loved that it was an action adventure it was it was a straightforward yeah. narrative yeah most of the time. and um yeah, Connor's story for me is I it is one of the not not the most, but it is one of the most memorables for me. And mm-hmm. I just remember playing that game and loving every. I remember how hyped I was about the release before. <laughs> oh yeah, and the, the trailer campaign was oh, amazing. It was they had that um, trailer with um, the Revolutionary Run, boy, Run. Yeah. Oh my god. And there was Connor charging the, the red, the coat red coats. And that, yeah. And and do you know what? Assassin's Creed have always um, done well with their trailers um, and things like that. But um, yeah, this game is just fantastic. And it was the first game as well to introduce free running in the trees, and obviously to even have um, a Native American assassin and also. So um, it had, obviously, with regards to the exploration in the game, a lot of it was set in the open plains. In the frontier. In the frontier, yeah. So um, it wasn't all just cities and Mm. towns. And obviously, because of the time as well, weaponry had advanced. Um, his, His fighting style was very different from the previous. First time you get a bow and arrow. And yeah, and an axe. Um, uh, Tomahawk. Tomahawk. It just, for me... It was the pinnacle of everything that I wanted from Assassin's Creed, and mm-hmm. I don't think even after that, I don't think it got better. I think they were, I think they were good for a while, but I think from there they just started to go downhill. In mm. my my opinion, would you yeah. agree? Because um, a lot of people think Connor's character is very bland, or would you dispute? I've that? always disagreed with that. I, I yeah, mean, I would... sorry, sorry for jumping in, Jack, but no, I've no, always no, disagreed no. with that. Yeah, you know, I'm glad. No, I'm glad you disagree. I, I disagree as well. I think. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's the most compelling character of all of them, but I did really like his story as a character and his development. Um, and I there's, disagree there's, with there's, that as well. By the way, the, yeah, we're, a, say, we're yeah. full house. Yeah. Full yeah. house. I, I so, think the biggest problem is they were coming off of someone like Ezio. Had yeah, so much which charisma, so much, charm. yeah, yeah. So, but the whole point is that not everyone's an Ezio. Yeah, assassins yeah. don't equal, you know, charming, lovable woman right. Italians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, it's literally, but people didn't get that. They were like, he's bland. Like, Done. Assassins Move are on. All He's boring. Yeah, personalities. But like there was so you know his story. Like obviously it's all about the revolution and things like that and the civil war and that. And he he goes through a transition in the game as well. Like there's that iconic. Mm-hmm. Piece towards the end of the game where he shaves his hair and mm. um, and goes becomes, the it becomes like the, yeah he puts you know, the uh, the axe in the the, in the, the door. Uh, in the yeah the door frame and it's yeah. like 
he, he, you know, it's their way of saying that they're about to go to war. He'll remove it when he's done, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and, and that's that, like a that, oh, that's a good moment. It's a war have have you guys though? I'll and send it to you after this. Have you guys heard the cut speech for Connor at no. the end of Assassin's Creed Three? No, but I feel like I need to. I was so annoyed they cut it and that they didn't put it in the remaster. So he's so good. Yeah, like it rivals Ezio's speech at the end of Revelations. <laughs> but like, so for me, like, yeah, he was a great um, assassin. The, the the gameplay mechanics and the thing, and also did. And this isn't me actually asking because I don't fully remember it. I'll be completely honest. But did Assassin's Creed Three have online? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. and was that the? It wasn't the first that, to have online, but no, it was the, the co-op online. Revelations yeah. free and Black Flag had online. It so was the it, first to have the the Wolf Hunt mode. That's what I meant. I said Wolf Pack. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> oh, remember, no, it could be. I think it could be Wolf Pack. I, I yeah, just do you remember yeah. Bradley? Do you remember how much me and you used to play that? Yeah, and we used to just like go for those high scores. Yeah, it was those, a fun like, really perfect. And I'm surprised it never stuck around because it was a great mode. Um, and yeah, I remember me and Bradley actually used to play um whatever it was. I think it was Wolf Hunt Wolfpack. I think um, it was Wolfpack. Yeah, it used to be so fun, and it was a new. Obviously, I know it had been previous, but it was a new game mode in itself, and it was so much fun to play mm. with other people, and it just added an extra layer to the game. But I just remember the war path that you go on in that story um, and seeing like the old towns and things like mm. that. And also and, and, the uh, first time you could run and pick up and assassinate on the move. Yeah. Which the, so oh, double pick up assassinate. Yeah, How you beefy Connor was. Yeah. Also, yeah. double counter kill. Yeah. Triple counter kill. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, so you f- I, I don't know about you, but that is the Assassin's Creed where I f- most felt like an assassin. Yeah. Where he was trained so hyper lethal yeah. that you could just go through 30 yeah, yeah yeah and on the bits mm-hmm. on with the red coats where you used to just take on like a whole great you know the bit do you remember the dart with the um rope where you used yeah. to jump out of the tree and, and hang them up oh yeah and also what you haven't touched on in my opinion the greatest modern day best modern day in assassin's creed yeah yeah which not a lot of people like the modern day but i always I have thought that was where it was best yeah i i forgot i to be the fair, little I missions of yeah. desmond were actually i actually really enjoyed yeah yeah they were great. Um, so yeah, that, that's my that's my opinion. That's my favourite um, in the franchise. And I think from that point onwards, they did start to go. They they for a while they kept my interest, but as of recently, as Chris knows and as Brandon knows, <laughs> they have lost me lost more, and more and more and um, more. I played Odyssey, um, and to be fair, I played it more than I played Origins. Um, uh, but I'm st- I just wished it was a separate franchise, like a separate game. Um, yeah. And Valhalla. I'm not holding up much hope for you, um, <laughs> but but yeah. So that's me done for the, my uh, my my best one. Okay. Um, I think I'll I'll take my opportunity to go next, and this yes. is really hard because I'll hold my hands up and say, apart from Syndicate, I love <laughs> them all. But I love oh, why do you not like Syndicate? I even like Syndicate. Oh, Oh, it's like a parody of Assassin's I Creed. Like Syndicate. Syndicate. What? Assassin's <laughs> Christmas, Greenie? Oh, shut up, Jacob. It's, it's so poorly written, it frustrates me, and it wasted the potential of the Victorian London. time yeah, period. Yeah. I'm like, how can you squander the greatness of this time period and there make was... it... They made it, it... It was basically Peaky Blinders, Assassin's Creed. But, you know, it was Peaky Blinders is popular at the minute, yeah. so we're having Peaky Creed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> 
I, do you know what? I, uh, do you know what? I think there was elements of Syndicate that I really liked. I really it's liked. Peaky crew. Yeah, yeah. It's just peaky behind the really, crew. Do you know what? It's going to sound so stupid. But one of the biggest elements I loved was the swap of the top hat and the hood. And, uh, and I know that sounds stupid, but I loved that touch. You and really I, haven't I, provided a great defence there, Jack. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the best defence of the game, but no, I did like elements of that game, and I liked um, the combat. Even at that point, I thought the combat was okay. Um, um, but yeah, I'll admit it was not uh, pinnacle. Yeah. We're not talking about like we're talking about ones we liked. So yep. uh, just for clarification, I even loved Odyssey, despite my yeah. misgivings yeah. with Odyssey. But if I had to pick one, for me it has to be Assassin's Creed Revelations. Oh really? It has to be this because I, I played Assassin's Creed One yeah. through so many Three times. times. I played two free so many times, mm-hmm. Brotherhood so many times. And then when it got to Revelations the way they connected Ezio to Altair mm-hmm. blew my mind. Yeah. And that whole storyline, I loved going to Constantinople and the inner conflict of the descendants of the Romans versus the Ottomans. Yeah. Well, they're not Ottomans yet, yeah, but yeah. the precursors. Well, they might be Ottomans, actually. I'm not sure. I think they are Ottomans, actually. But anyway, um, you have that inter-conflict mm-hmm. within the city and... I love Ezio as this really, really old, oh, grizzled yeah. uh, master assassin. He had a beard. Yeah, and he was also like... <laughs> he had a beard. He was too old for things. Yeah, too, like and, climbing and stuff. And, 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 and he'd be like, oh, and it's just... Is that me, where he got the... The, the hook blade. The hook blade, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really I mean, like that. It's the perfect end cap to Ezio's story. I love the story in that game. Um, and also, it's the perfect sequel Altair never got. Because mm. even though there's only mm, four Altair missions... Sorry, Bradley? I said true. Ah, okay. I thought you disagreed for a minute. I was like, no, oh, no, I, I agree, yeah. Um, okay, I have a battle. Um, but, and, and there's, <laughs> I think, four missions for Altair. Yeah. But they're so good, and they pick up after one, but different times, time yeah. periods of his life. And I don't know why, but I, I, both me and my brother replayed this when the Ezio collection came out last year. And it, for so, whatever reason, when that last scene where Ezio finds Altair's bones, oh, yeah, and he decides <laughs> that he's had enough secrets for one life, yeah, yeah, and he's gonna go with Sophia, it's so emotional. And they play a, a re score of Ezio's family combined yeah. with the theme from Assassin's Creed one. Yeah. And it's so emotive. And so I, I don't know. I just, that story for me, just, it combined the, the storyline from one that I loved with Ezio's, Ezio's timeline, timeline yeah. so well. And then it was the best gameplay at the time because yeah. it, it took, it, it took brotherhood's combat and made it even more refined. Yeah. And added in all these fun elements. And it mm-hmm. was also the game that had the most in-depth and fun recruit system. Oh, I remember I that. I loved yeah. it. Like, you you literally could station them in other countries. Yeah. You had to train up chapter masters of local districts. And if you hadn't secured a district, the Templars would attack. And it played like this, um, you know, weird tower defense game. Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of people hated the tower defense. I love the tower defense. It was a little touch, yeah. It was so cool. Um, So I I could sort of talk about Revelations all day, but I think it's just, it's the Assassin's Creed that when I think of Assassin's Creed, that's what pops in my head. Mm. And it stayed with me 
as I mean, I think all of them have been really well written, apart yeah. from Syndicate. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what about Unity? I think Unity's well written. I do. I I actually I, like I replayed Unity. Unity the other day, and I think if that game didn't have all the problems <laughs> it had at launch, <laughs> I think it would be a much would, much yeah, better received game. You are right, yeah. And I think maybe the story needed a bit more fleshing out, but what is there is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I say, Revelations for me was just the peak of Assassin's Creed, and there's so much love and passion and you can feel it pushed into the story. Yeah. And like I say, perfect end cap for both Altair and Ezio. Mm-hmm. Bradley. Right. Well, right. <laughs> I, I still don't actually know my, <laughs> I've had all this time to think like literally, I've had, you know, I saw this, you know, a good few hours ago <laughs> and I still, I've just been thinking and I cannot decide. Um, and a large part of that is due to what you said in that um, you see the kind of the way the games have gone now as a separate um, kind of thing. You know, they don't really have that core. But the problem is, is I absolutely adore them. Yeah, I, think, I think, I think Origin Origins is amazing. Same. I talk about Origins story all the time. I think Bayek was just incredible. Oh, so charismatic as well. He was like, uh, to me, he was like an Ezio and Connor hybrid. Would you agree with that? Yeah, he had that stoicness of Connor, but he had that like, you know, that soft side, that fun side that you see. I don't even know what the story of um, Origins (laughs) is about. You need to refer. Oh, no. Yeah, literally. I played it. I just, because of the way that the game had gone with its you know levelling up and stuff. Did you sort of, because actually what I did, which is very peculiar... Because I understand what you mean. Because of the way the leveling works, yeah. the story becomes very um, disconnected yeah. if you have to go off and level up. Never right? have to go do it, yeah. But what I did is I cleared the entire map and Same. I didn't do a single story mission. So then you could play the whole and story. And then I just did the whole story in, right. in, in one go. Right. Yeah, that's what I always oh. do. Oh, wow. <laughs> he always I just... I always just like, you know, do everything because then I'm like, oh, I've cleared everything, got my OCD out of the way. Now I can just play for fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I do enjoy the story. I Odyssey as well, but I nearly killed myself during oh, Odyssey. Yeah, no, Odyssey is oh, a joke. Man. I've played, I've played m- more, would you believe I've actually played more of Odyssey than um, of Origins because I actually. That's fair I, enough, though. I, 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 I love Odyssey. I got more into Odyssey because I stopped looking at it as an Assassin's Creed game and just started trying to enjoy it as its own game. It's a who, great- who did you play as? Who did I what? Who did you play as in Odyssey? Alexios or Cassandra? Uh, Alexios. Yeah, same. And I absolutely love Alexios. I think he's so lovable. Oh, that's like, interesting. I know Cassandra is meant to be the kind of, you know, yeah. the, the protagonist canonically, but I could not imagine that game not playing Alexios. I thought he was brilliant. For the time period. Like, that's where yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're meant to be a yeah. Spartan warrior and... I know the it's group- not even just that. He's just so lovable. And he's yeah. just so like... The voice actor does a great job. Right? Yeah, like whereas people complain. He doesn't know. Yeah. Well, I literally, I'm like, well, this is the thing. So, I, so this is what I was getting to is I love Origins and Odyssey. But one of my first thoughts is also Assassin's Creed 3, like you said. Right. And it, it just fits into everything we've just talked about. It, you yeah. know, and it was just... I just have such strong memories of that game um, mm-hmm. from like the hype to leading, uh, leading up to it to, to even now, just like thinking back to it. Um, so I, I like have those 
as in you know as a as a separate because i love origins and odyssey too much for them to be discounted um, but bradley i have got to throw you a curveball as well yes black flag and rogue yeah but th- this is the thing both i phenomenal love as well I, I i love both of them i would put black flag over rogue um Ooh. yeah i i just i don't know I, it, it's just my like in a you know have to play as the good Edward guy type thing you know, have to play as the... Yeah, yeah. you should play Rogue, though. Yeah, I, um, I like that flag as well, so... Um, but, yeah, just... I will never, ever forget the sea shanties. I absolutely love them. I've got well, them on my phone. As long as you like... collect them all and you don't just... Have exactly. <laughs> but that, that's literally... So when I replayed not too long ago, I was like, right, I've, I've 100% this game like two or three times. Um, I'm not going to collect anything. I just want to play it for the story because I was playing through all of them. And in my head, it was like, if I, if I 100% all of them, like replaying all like seven or eight games whatever was out at the time i was like i'm not going to complete it anytime soon so i was like just don't do collecting just go straight through the story and i got to black flag and i went i can make an exception for the shanties <laughs> and i go around collecting all the shanties and i was like yeah this was definitely worth it and then get back in my boat <laughs> and go off somewhere listening to these shanties so it's literally a case of like every game has meant something to me and it's so hard to pick uh, a favorite and it's literally just it's one of those things where it's depending on when you ask me because like right now odyssey is the latest one i've played Ooh. um so it's there it's like oh i love odyssey jack's like oh, i absolutely hell. adored it it's, it's <laughs> so phenomenal i mean that was jack's gonna disown you Bradley. <laughs> that's the only assassin's creed game i've ever bought dlc for because i loved really? it that much yeah i could not pull myself away from that game so i had to buy more content and <laughs> i I loved the DLC. Oh my god! What? Are you serious? Yeah. Why did you not like it, or did you? No. I. I. I, To be fair, I didn't mind the legacy of the first Blade DLC was kind of that was a bit, but it was also kind of poorly written. Yeah. That that one was like. mm, But Fate of Atlantis. Atlantis. That was amazing. Like I'm not normally into that side of Assassin's Creed as well as much. Like the whole. It, but it's just and... it's interesting you say that just because i know i liked those dlcs but within the community they were absolutely reviled really? like if you go on threads and stuff like people because people absolutely hate um a lot of a lot of people say legacy of the first blade even ign said legacy of the first blade was poorly written um yeah and then uh, Fate of Atlantis, a lot of people felt they'd gone too far, but it's meant to be a simulation. Yeah, it's- I was going to say, I kind of just treated it as that and enjoyed it as a separate experience. Yeah. But again, you know, kind of even more pulling away from the fact that is it still even Assassin's Creed anymore? Yeah, um, I mean, I, 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 yeah. I agree with you, Bradley, but I just it's interesting because online this wouldn't be a popular opinion. I just thought I'd let you know. Oh, I really like Fate of Atlantis. I can understand definitely with the whole um, uh, legacy of the first blade, but with Fate of Atlantis, I thought it was such a beautiful, fun experience. That was literally why I got it. I watched the trailer and saw the different environments. Yeah, um, beautiful. Really, really stunning graphics. Exactly. And that's what I just kind of wanted to run around there. And I did. And it was just like, wow, this was definitely worth it. Like I collected everything. It was just like having a good time. And that's literally it. And yeah, so... I think that is literally my answer to this is ask me uh, a specific time and I'll give you a different answer. And right now I'm going to have to say Odyssey. Oh, okay. 
Well, Jackson, literally, Jackson. I mean, you know, Valhalla will release. I'll get Valhalla, and then it will be Valhalla. <laughs> like, and, and, honestly, it won't Jack, be for me. When we do our, when we do our group review for Valhalla, so it's going to be hilarious because Bradley's going to be sitting here going, "It's the best game ever." I love this. This is the best. Yeah. And then Jack's just going to be like, "I want old Creed back." I want yeah, it. he's like, three, please. Yeah. And then I'll three, just be like, three point five. I'll just be like, I like both. <laughs> um, I've got one last question before we move on um, about the Assassin's Creed franchise. Yes. Which game had the best cinematic trailer before release? <gasps> oh man, that's a tough one. That, no, that's unfair. Because they're so they're they all are so, so good. good. They're Even the, 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 two yeah. that, the two that instantly gone uh, come forward for me is three, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah, phenomenal. And... What the red coat one? The story yeah. Of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and he yeah, and he dives over the line, you know, yeah. into the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jumps revelations, the general, yeah. yeah. I think I would give it to revelations though. Which one? Oh, oh. revelations is so good. Which one's that? They even use Where... the opening of the game. What? Yeah, the, I I don't even know. Like it, it's like the mu- there's this music oh, playing it so he well. Mass, 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 yes, mass and the, with the blade, and he takes on yeah. like a hundred guys and all these geezers. Yeah. Blade yeah. breaks, and he sees Altair. Yeah, and he gets the blade cut off, and then the geezer's gonna hang him. Yeah, that's it. And he breaks out and gets the right. I think yeah, the music and the the way it's shot, the way he like it slows down during certain parts of the fight. Yeah, I think that's so beautifully shot. It is beautifully is it, shot. It, does he use run? It's um Woodkid, isn't it? He uses is it, is it, it uses one of those songs, doesn't it? It's either Run Boy Run. Right, that was the assassin. That was another three trailer. With was that. It? it was the gameplay trailer for I the think trees. Th- there was the definitely there a was, Woodkid yeah. yeah. song over that cinematic. Yeah, I remember. Thing. Oh, that is a good trailer. Was, did you know what one so I? Well. Do, you know, do you know what other trailer? Oh, I, I've no, no, there was. It's Iron and something. Oh really? Uh, yeah, because yeah. I can literally hear it in my head now. Yeah. Because he's like rhythm of stone, and then he's like, <laughs> I hear the drums yeah. beating out. The arrow yeah. drums, and then the arrow hits him in the shoulder, oh, and he yes, falls I did. backwards. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's like dun dun dun, and yeah. he rips the arrow out, and Jack dives down. That is a good trailer. That too oh, fair. That is so an awesome good. trailer. But um, if you so for me, that one didn't come to mind straight away. So for me, the ones that come to mind the most, actually, strangely enough, it's not even. I do always think about the th- the one for three, but the other two that come to mind when if you said to me Assassin's Creed trailers, yeah, for me it is number two. It's the Renaissance trailer with the party where oh, it, with the night, okay. the hidden blade yeah. under the mask. Yeah, yeah. in the thing. Mm-hmm. There's that one. Um, and then for me, it's the Brotherhood one where oh, with the, uh, with the recruits. Yeah, with the oh, yeah, Ray so Borgia yeah, and uh, yeah. Thingy Borgia. And, and the, the feather comes down and oh, and they just appear, didn't yeah, they? There's all of them. He and one's got mace. To, he gets yeah. them oh. to kill the soldiers all and around the, him, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. And then, yeah, all the uh, the Popal Guard come, yeah, come out, out and surround Cesare. Yeah. And they're that, where they're facing off against him. And See, now I'm like, oh, Brotherhood's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brotherhood was. <laughs> Literally, you can sway me to any of them. Pretty but then, much. like, even Apart from two, like, the first time Ezio was in it. We're like, even, you're getting four. Yeah. Four, where he's in the bar and they have the bar fight and black flags talking about the deadliest pirate yeah. on the seas. <laughs> yeah. And then um, they have the bar fight and then there's the ship battle and then was he, it, he dives into the ocean. Was it That's black flag where one. you start off as... Um, thingy um edward kenway yeah and you do the the theater and the things is that that one 
No, no that's um, three. three. You start three. with Haytham. There's um, Haytham, yeah. Haytham Kenway, that's it, yeah. As and a Templar, but you think it's an assassin. Yeah, but that is wicked, that opening as well. No wonder I, mean, I love that. I remember so playing that as a kid as well. And it's so obvious he's a Templar. Yeah. But as a kid, you're kind of stupid. Yeah. And when it got to the cross reveal, like, what the I hell? was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just wondered what you think about <laughs> trailers. But now I just think they're all so, awesome. So who, if you had to pick... Pick on. one now. What? I'm going Revelations. What trailer? Yeah, cinematic trailer. Revelations, hand down. Yeah, see now. But I'm, they're all good. No, I'm gonna go for three just because it's always stuck with me, the 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 red coat thing. Um but yeah. I'm gonna watch these after. Yeah, after. yeah, we're just gonna sit and watch a compilation. Yeah. But yeah, they are awesome. They are so good. Even the first one was. Um but yeah. yeah. Oh, the Assassin's Creed it's a it's a it's the it's actually for, for me it's the franchise that made me love Ubisoft um but mm. then sadly Same. they've kind of taken that away from me so um, <laughs> whereas they just keep adding for me now and now yeah, they just need to give me another splinter cell and, and I'm, I'm, I'm I'm in the park where I love new Assassin's Creed and I love old Assassin's love, Creed yeah you sit in the I middle I prefer old. old Assassin's Creed yeah. my mindset is why can't we just have a studio? Why can't we one, just get along? Why can't we just do what COD does? Yeah, alternate. Have, alternate. Yeah. Have a studio that makes it like old school one year. Next year, they do in New the vein school. of... I, Ubisoft, listen to this. This is the best idea <laughs> and you can possibly have. You do like... You get both fan bases. Exactly. And you alternate each year. Yeah. And just have to wait an extra year. But, but, but you know, COD does it. So yeah. why not? Yeah. Ubisoft, pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> give us another splinter cell at the next Ubisoft forward for God's sake. Um, so, yeah. um, shall we move on to our quiz, our yeah. last section of the yes. series? Our quiz. And if you thought you'd be getting away from Assassin's Creed, oh, you'd be no. wrong. <laughs> I did. He's doubled down. Bradley, you did the same as me. I knew it. I said I feel bad. I knew I was going to do the same as you. Well, we can. It's if, fine because they won't be the same questions. We can yeah. just do Obviously, it. it's just there. I was like, yeah, yeah, we've got to carry so much on. This on this no, yeah, go on. It'll be interesting to see what questions you come up with. Oh, but do you want to do yours? No, you no, 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 no. Go on. Okay, right. So, question one What is the logo of the assassin uh, design based on? Does that make sense? So, yeah, what is yeah, the yeah, logo yeah. design based on? Uh, the hooded assassin. Uh huh. A compass. An eagle's jawline. Oh, see, it's the because it does make the hood. Yeah. It? Yeah, but then, but, but then when it's eagle. Not, yeah, but then it looks like um, it also is a compass point, isn't it? But that's really weird. Is that supposed to be the easy question? I know what it looks like and I know what it, it is. I didn't really do, uh, I kind of just got like five Inside. nice <laughs> questions. Well, because I was like, we're all Assassin's Creed fans. I don't need to do like super easy ones. And oh, no, 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 that's true. But that is a bit... That oh, it's actually a tough one, Bradley. I want to say the... Which is weird because like, I instantly knew. So this is the other reason when it's hard to like yeah. des okay. uh, design the question. I'm going with the eagle. And I'm okay. going to go with the hooded assassin. It is in fact... An eagle's jawline, oh, damn it. which is actually revealed in Origins, so you wouldn't have known, Jack. That's um, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, it's um, a Bayek's eagle, isn't it? Uh, I don't think it's specifically Bayek's eagle. It's because they find an eagle's um, skull on the beach at the end, and and I believe it's Aya. She lifts it up, and it's the uh, the symbol, and that's where they kind of get the idea for the because because when the there's a hidden ones, don't they have a different symbol? If I remember correctly. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, so yeah. So it is an eagle's jawline. So bases around origins for the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all right. I picked from all, I picked from all different games, so you'll definitely have a chance. Um, actually, to be fair, the, it's slowly going back to what you love. So, um, but unfortunately, Chris, for you, this next one is not something you love. Uh, what is the name of Orion. the gang? Parody. Jacob Fry creates. <laughs> Name is, is it? He? So in in Assassin's Creed Syndicate, yeah. Jacob Fry creates a gang, and what does he choose oh, to name gang. it? Yeah, is it the Rooks, the Blades, the Hoods? I'm gonna go with the Rooks. It's the Rooks, yeah. It is the Rooks. Yeah. Well done. He uh, he gets quite excited when he gets to name his gang. He's like, we're the but- Peaky Rooks. <laughs> 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 yeah, Still exactly like that. That game was switching top out for hood. <laughs> <laughs> That's my defence. If anyone ever tells me that game's rubbish, but yeah, but you haven't been able to switch your top out for a hood. I, to be fair, though, I did love doing that as well. Yeah, it was so cool, wasn't it? The way it's you... satisfying. Yeah. Just like right now, we mean business. Yeah. Go on. Okay. Question three: In what century does the original Assassin's Creed take place? Go on. Nine hundred AD. Mm-hmm. 1100 AD or 1200 AD? Oh, if you can give me the exact year, I'll be very isn't impressed. It? It's Lionheart, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. King, King Lionheart. Uh, oh, God. I should know this. I thought I'd give you, I was going to do exact dates, but then I thought I think it's, it's the hard, third crusade. So. If it's King so, Richard. 900s, 1100s, or 1200s? 1100s? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, 1100s. So you're both going for 1100s? Yeah. You are both correct. Boom. It is set in the uh, year of 1191, so nearly 1200s, but not quite. The only reason I knew that is because I did Richard the Lionheart in history. Oh, okay. I also read a load of books on the Mongolians. Ah, so you and, used real life. And, and I always use Assassin's Creed. Yeah, but, but that's Creed so life. weird because the, the knights leave after they lose that crusade and then the Mongols show up. Mm-hmm. The Mongols. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Like history fact for you. Yeah. You don't think of Mongols and knights no, in the, the same, same time. No, but... yeah, it is weird. Okay, question four. Where was Ezio Auditore da Firenze Born Venice, Monteregioni, or Florence? Well, he's in Florence. I don't know if he's born there because he's yeah, in Florence. He, he could it? be born in, mm. in Mon, couldn't yeah, he? Yeah, because think about it, the start of the game. Do you not see him as a baby? Yeah, his parents. Yeah, 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 you do that weird thing where you have to wiggle him yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's got a strong grip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's really weird. Yeah, I remember that. You have too. to wiggle him. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, where is that? Does it not say where that is? Because they it have the could baby. Be Mon- Mon- uh, so Venice, Florence, or where? Monteregioni. Is, is that where his uncle's from? Yes. Yes. Uh, uncle Mario. Yeah, Mario, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can also have an extra point if you get the year he was born, because I've got that. Yeah, no, no. Not even that one, Bradley. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with Florence. I'm what are you go going with, Jake? And what were the other two? Venice and Monteregioni. That one. The one <laughs> where Mario's from. Yeah. It is 
Florence, unfortunately. Oh, and I, I did put that in there thinking they'll think Mario's from there. So Well, I so just he'll... I just thought because I knew you I know you're in Florence, but I couldn't remember if he was born there or not. So am yeah, I three, so... three at the minute. You're that's four. So you're <laughs> three, three out of four, you got one wrong. Oh, well, which was wrong. the uh Wait, she did the year. What, I mean, what? you got them all right. Oh, he got okay. the Eagles jawline. Yeah, he's yes. four for four. But you're not getting the additional points I'm throwing in. And there's oh, another okay. additional point for this one. Uh, I'll um, take a guess. Okay. 1507. So, okay. Oh, well, for the date. 1507. Or is it 16 sort of. something? No, you're getting further away. It is 1459. Oh, okay. I was going to say that. Yeah. Was your actually so, last question, and again, I like to throw in these little additional points. What was the name of Connor Kenway's ship? And the additional point is, can you say Connor Kenway's Native American name? Oh, my God. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I have replayed it. I can give it a go. <laughs> no. um, what was the ship options? So, the ship options are the Jackdaw, is this the Aquila. This is Connor Kenway's ship. Yeah. The, the Jackdaw, the Aquila, or the Morrigan? Aquila. Yeah, it's not the Jackdaw, yeah. It's the, so, what was the last two? The Aquila and the Morrigan. The Aquila. Yeah, I'm going with the Aquila. It is the Aquila. Um, Jackdaw's obviously Edward Kenway's, yeah, and yeah, I believe yeah. the Morrigan is Shay McCormack. Shay Cormack, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. Does anyone want to have a go? No. Nope. <laughs> uh, I'm going to butcher it. Yeah, um... Hold on, let me just think for a minute. Um, ra, yeah, oh, I can hear Roger that. Hertogen? You're not far off. You're actually quite close. Uh, okay, what was it? So, I'm, I mean, I'm going to butcher it as well, but I've got, like, you know, phonetics to try and say it. Radun Hegyodon. Okay, I was, I was close. Wow, so you were very close. I mean, me you've already won. Yeah. So I think... I think yes. you should have the extra point anyway. Just so I you just can need to win Jack's Creed's quiz now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we'll do that next time. Yeah, well, next time we're going to see how one, I stack up. I, I still followed the, the suit of two easy questions first. So, like, <laughs> like the, the, I mean, the, the Aquilos was the, by far the easiest, easiest question. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I just threw the easy one at the end. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. I'd say the Rooks was pretty easy as well. So yeah, the Rooks yeah that, easy. that was yeah. easy, yeah. So Peaky, there you go. Peaky Greed. <laughs> Peaky Greed. Literally, it's like, oh, Peaky Blind yeah, is popular. And they're just like, sweet, just do that. And it's like, no, there's but so much can... to Victorian London other than just gangs. But you can there's so much hat. more but to Chris, it. Chris, you can swap your hat. Anyway, I mean, I, I just think wasted it. potential in that movie. In it was. In I, I still like parts of it, but yeah. Um, no, I, I did like parts yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, that is it for the Assassin's Creed um, quiz. Quiz. quiz yeah, we may have another one next week. No, I think I'm going to hold it for a while, but I'll keep it so that we can just randomly throw it in there at some point. Or something. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like, every yeah. now and then. Yeah, yeah, just bring up we'll Assassin's Creed. Maybe Assassin's after quizzes. Valhalla. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Valhalla's not far away, is it? So maybe after that. Um, but yeah, that's us for the episode. Does anyone got any closing thoughts? Because I do. Oh, okay. It's a yeah, really, no. really random one, you, though. You do. So I found this, and I was like, I have to tell these guys this. Okay, so um, it's a really random one, and please add your own closing thoughts if you want. But there is a guy in Portland who plays a set of bagpipes that shoot flames while dressed as Darth Vader and riding a unicycle around the town. In Portland. Yeah, <laughs> is that not the most amazing? I like, she's gonna have some relevance. No, no, why was that? Why was that the bit you asked in Portland? <laughs> 
<laughs> like that was the bit that needed clarification. Yeah. So hang on, there is a man <laughs> who drives a, rides a unicycle around, plays a set of bagpipes <laughs> that shoot flames while dressed as Darth Vader. And would you actually like and, to see a picture of it, Chris? And, oh and the bit, yeah. the bit you he's ask is well. yeah, he's wearing a kilt. Yeah. So yeah, Jesus. that's. I saw this and I was like, this is definitely my closing thought for the day. Brilliant. Okay, well. The audience has been enriched and enlightened today. Yeah. Go to Portland. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's, that's it, it from us today. Yeah. See you later. See you next week. See you later.